Gamezilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Gamezilla Media Studios, co-hosts Deadeye Knight and Testonomics. We got promotions! Co-hosts up in here! Testonomics, Deadeye Knight, we got it! I'm just so happy that we don't have to deal with the twin titans of toxicity this episode. (laughs) And that we can outnumber you two to one with our frolic and happiness. (laughs) Am I frolic or happiness? Ooh. We'll leave it up to the... Tell us in our Discord who's frolic and who's happiness. Well, welcome to episode 236 of the Gamezilla Podcast, brought to you by our patrons. This and every single episode of the Gamezilla Podcast is brought to you by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. On Patreon, you can gain access to vote on a weekly news topic for this show, as well as influence all of Gamezilla Media's other shows. And if that doesn't tickle your fancy, which it may... But if it doesn't, you can get exclusive content from this show, such as myself and the Deadite Knight breaking down what's good in the world of professional wrestling in a nice, casual format for everyone to enjoy, along with exclusive content from every other show on GameZilla Media. Head over to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media to sign up today. All right. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Nintendo ending the creator's program. We're going to talk about Bethesda. And how they are folding and giving into the fan base finally. And we're going to give our predictions and thoughts on the upcoming Game Awards 2018. All this and more on episode 236 of the Games Little Podcast. But before that, we got some team talk. Ho oh, ho, don't mind if I get it going. Ah, yeah, just nomics. Gaming moment of the week. To absolutely nobody's surprise, I'm still playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and I've gotten really, really deep into shiny hunting. I don't know, I've already beat the game. You know, I've beat a lot, everything the post game has, with the exception of the 151 masteries you can get, and I have no interest in doing that. I've caught all the Pokemon in the game, I've trained up a good fleet of Pokemon, but I got really caught up in shiny hunting. So, uh, over the last week, I've dedicated, I've, I've put hours into looking for different shinies. And uh, yesterday I was looking for a Zubat, because Zubat's green, Golbat's also green, and I think Crobat turns pink. I'm not sure what happens there. That's correct. But, um, so I was looking for a Zubat. So I was just, I found a nice little stairway where I could go up the stair, or up the ladder, down the ladder, it would spawn like six or seven Pokemon. I was doing this all on Twitch. Up the stairs, down the stairs, I had the nature set to adamant, so I was gonna get a nice usable Zubat. And then I see it, shiny Geodude. I'm like, mmm, I already have a shiny Graveler. I already have a shiny golem. Like, I don't want this. And I paused and I asked my my Twitch chat. I said, what do I do here? It's a shiny. It will break my streak and I'll have to start over. But it's a shiny. Do I skip it? And the, the consensus was in the chat was skip it. All right. Went back up the ladder. Went right back down the ladder. Shiny Paris. And I'm like, ooh, a shiny Parasect looks like it, it looks pale. Like, it looks sick. Like, it's just... 
had the life sucked out of itself, which is much converse to what a Paris actually does. Parasect actually does. So I thought about that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and break the chain. I'm going to go ahead and catch this shiny Paris. Got it. Everything was good. Offline, a few hours later, I'm like, let's do this again. I'm going to combo back up. I'm going to try to find the shiny Zubat again. It all started when I was looking for a shiny Dratini for somebody in this room's wife, but <laughs> I failed a Magikarp chain at 51 and I got real mad, so I just left that area. So I'm finding, and I'm, I'm comboing, I'm comboing, I'm comboing. And then I found another set of stairs. Like, okay, good. This time I'm in Victory Road. I go up the stairs, go down the stairs, no Zubats. I go up the stairs, go down the stairs, no Zubat. 20, 25 minutes later, up the stairs, down the stairs, shiny Hitmon Lee. And I'm like, man, it's just cool to see a Hitmon Lee in the wild. Cause you know, in, in, in red, blue, yellow, you had to pick one and that's all you ever got. So Hitmon Lee, I'm like, Hitmon Lee's green. I like a green Hitmon Lee. I'm, I'm here for a green Zubat. I guess I take a green Hitmon Lee. So in maybe two and a half hours, three hours of gaming, I found, uh, I found three committed to two shinies yesterday. Um, and that, that's my gaming moment of the week. Uh, I think I've pretty much reached a good spot in Pokemon where I can comfortably put it down and uh, move on. To, I don't know if there's any other games coming out this week worth playing, but just in case there are. Yeah, we have to wait till later. To yeah, find yeah, out. yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't know, you're an idiot. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm at a good resting spot 80 hours into Pokemon, and I think I'm ready to take a break. I will say watching your stream and watching the uh, chain break of the... Um, the Magikarp? Yeah, Magikarp When the bastard just ran for me! That was stressful. I was like, oh man, that's a lot of work that just kind of got just screwed. Like, and, you just got thrown out. And it's a stupid right green Joy-Con, which as far as I know, no one else has a right green Joy-Con, because I think that's the one I imported. It wasn't capturing my motion correctly, yeah. so I was just throwing the Pokeballs, going this way, going that way, going this way, and then before I could run, because I'm like, I'm going to fail this chain, Magikarp took the dip on me, and I'm like, man, I just Damn. lost you to some stupid motion controls. Damn imported Joy-Con. Damn imported Joy-Con. Deadite, gaming moment of the Deadite. week. Quick runner-up. <laughs> Quick runner-up. <laughs> was last night at Chops's house. Chops and I were trading turns. We'd have our, our ladies take a turn at Just Dance, and then Chops and I would be out there killing Just Dance. On what system? Uh, on Nintendo Switch. Oh, so you just had the one Joy-Con in your hand? Yeah, we each had one Joy-Con, so we let the girls take nice. a turn and the boys take a turn because so we're wait, all- Chops bought Just Dance for a Switch? For his fiance, yes. Oh, okay, I think okay. it was like twenty bucks sometime over the last week. If she too. wanted it, that's yeah. Cool. And yeah. now my wife wants it. Let me just throw that out there. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it's but slippery slope. Chops and I just killed it on Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Whoa. That's my runner up. My arms, our arms were hurting, and uh, it was idiotic. But the ladies enjoyed it. So that's my runner up moment of the week. My my moment of the week comes from I'm now taking inspiration from Grimm. Oh, yeah. That's not good. I'm in a bad place. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm a bad place. I'm playing my life. idiotic, moronic games. Ah, yes. yes. I've you know, Grim's a cod guy now. It's all he plays uh, it's is cod, cod. Bro. It's cod bro. He's a cod bro. Yeah, let me get them Boots red on, bulls. The ground. Suck, the ground. suck some D's. Play some. Play some <laughs> cod. That's Grim's life now. Man, I, man, you've been watching my stream. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, oh, I'm, I appreciate that's this why I'm your, You might not know this. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> you don't understand that. I've always been your biggest. fan. That's why fan. you're mimicking me now. Correct. And I was like, man, you know, like Grimm's been playing Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Let's Go. I guess I'll put Pokemon Go back on my phone, which is a stupid game. It's not even fun. And this is where my gaming moment of the week comes in because oh! Grim just Grim I just passed that on to you. Grim just stole <laughs> test move of flicking me off when I go in for a fist pound. No, you saw that. It was a transfer. Yeah, yeah, it was transfer. Oh, I like I like the chain. <laughs> yes, yes. So it came from here. So Saturday. <laughs> 
<laughs> Test and I, you know, Test invited me to go to the mall with him. And I was like, you know what, Test, that sounds like a fun, fun way to spend my Saturday morning. Let's go to the mall together. After we got sliders. We got mm. some sliders. But before that, we stopped to visit my wife. She was running a shopping event in a city near us. A city much nicer than I belong in. <laughs> it was ritzy. Sometimes there's <laughs> Lamborghini. There's None often Lamborghinis belong. and Ferraris there. Yeah. I don't belong there at all. All the Uber drivers were driving Teslas around. It was wild. It was crazy. Um, and we're there, and I was like, okay, well, I have Pokemon Go just so I can, like, level up the Pokemon in my little Pokeball I got, you know, for L that she doesn't use that I use. That's just the way it's going. So because I'm playing Pokemon, let's go. Let me play some Pokemon Go. Let me collect some garbage and import it into my game or whatever. Like, who cares? And I'm like, and like, I'm going and this thing's like vibrating in my pocket. I'm just pressing buttons and catching stuff. I was like, now this is the way to play Pokemon Go. Zero effort. I just click a button and then I catch all these meaningless Pokemon because let's go. I mean, Pokemon Go is stupid, right? And you got to keep this music going. This is too important. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's important. So again, I've always believed Pokemon Go was stupid. To me, it was like the idiotic side project of real Pokemon. But because of Let's Go, I've softened my stance on that a little bit. And that's why I broke down and have installed Pokemon Go for the third time now. And so, you know, we're just automatically catching Pokemon with our Pokemon Ball Plus things. And I get into the parking garage and Test and I are about to turn off our, our Pokemon Go and head, head to where we're going to have lunch. And I'm like, oh, well, let me catch this Dratini. I don't have a Dratini in Pokemon Go yet. I click into it and my exact words are, oh shit, it's shiny. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And Tess is like, throw a berry at it. I was like, ah, I don't know. And I'm Tess reaching like, over <laughs> to poke his phone. Like, no, no. And then I'm like, hit the wrong button. I'm like, no, no, just, just touch the berry, touch the berry. Because he only has normal raspberries because he's level zero. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, just hit the, the purple berry. And so, uh, through nervousness, I ended up catching this pink shiny Dratini. And I was like, oh man, that's super cool. I'm gonna have a shiny Dratini in Pokemon Go. I was like, wow, I can't believe I got a shiny. Because again, I'm a traditional Pokemon player. So getting a shiny is like, this is insane. Like you never catch shinies. We went to the mall, the, the largest mall in Michigan. We did a loop of the mall and you know, just clicking the, it's community day. I'm clicking my little Pokeball in my pocket, catching Pokemon. I had five more shinies by the time I got to the car. I go, this is idiotic. Like how are shinies so easy to Was catch event? in this stupid yeah, side game? But in real Pokemon, I've seen one shiny in my 20 years of playing Pokemon. I've seen one wild shiny, but in Pokemon Go, you can just get shinies by clicking a little ball in your pocket at the mall. It was they had like re brought back every community event Pokemon ah, yeah, for the yeah. year as like a holiday kickoff thing. Say, so yeah, I mean the Pokeball literally didn't stop vibrating. It, if it stopped vibrating for thirty seconds, that was enough. I got to the point where maybe we had we had done it for an hour. We connected for the second hour because it only stays connected for an hour, and I think I bailed before the. <laughs> I think I bailed before the uh, the second hour was over. I, I just think something funny. <laughs> I um 
I, I got a shiny Bulbasaur, <laughs> a shiny Eevee. We have to address what was that sound? Yeah, what <laughs> sound? <laughs> I definitely saw. I heard it too. It I was like, like somebody was ripping ass. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I defecated <laughs> myself. I could have. I've been drinking. There's the difference between the two of you and me. I could have literally grabbed my pants. I have no idea. I have no idea. And I know you can hear because I heard it specifically in my headphones. So I know it's going to be picked up on the audio. I just didn't know what it was. I could. I don't think I did, but I could have crapped my pants. I couldn't have all the listeners think. Yeah, I was just laughing at the two-hour mark of Pokemon Let's Go. So we had a we had a hoof. I'm either way. I might have to check them when we go to news. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, he caught some shiny stuff. A bunch of shinies with with no effort because I'm a little Pokeball thing. Pokemon Go. It's stupid. But I mean, I guess I'm playing it now. But it's stupid. You play Call of Duty, which is idiotic. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do play Call of Duty. I also play Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go, so I'm right there with you're you. You're brain dead. You're basically, yeah. you and I are just idiots. Yeah. I caught one shiny. My, he got you? six. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that actually, like, can, well, that hunts them and everything. I think, I think the problem is, we're using the Pokeball Plus, and it's only, it's a one attempt at catching, mm. and it's one Pokeball. Oh, so, okay. just based on our levels, my the Pokemon that I'm seeing in the game are a higher CP yeah. than the ones he's seeing. So I was failing more than I was catching. Oh, okay. You know, I think him on the other hand, he was catching more than he was failing. So just a better a better likelihood of catching it, let alone. So I could have passed up since we weren't actually looking at the Pokemon. I could have failed or missed dozens of shinies, but I wasn't also walking around the phone or the the mall with you know the phone in my hand, clicking every single Pokemon. So right. it's a give and take. You take the risk, but then you don't have to actually play it at all. As much as I've firmly stood that like Pokemon Go isn't that fun, and compared to how you know. Pokemon Let's Go has reminded me how much I love Pokemon from a meta, from a, an experience, just from like training and picking teams. Like the things I've loved about Pokemon, I am remembering from Pokemon Let's Go. I will at least say that on Saturday, I did have fun playing Pokemon Go. Like, and the game's a lot different than when you left it last time. It's too. still stupid. Like, oh, throw your Pokemon in the gym. Like, it's Pokemon Go itself is still kind of dumb, but at least I had fun with it. And I guess yeah. re- it's a video game. So, is that really what matters? I guess. I know I find Pokemon Go just a little bit more enjoyable because you do have missions now and you do have things to drive towards and and the community of the events are more happening happening more often so there's just more going on to keep your attention and that's coming from someone who went like got back into it played it heavily and I've fallen out of it but I'm also, but I'm enjoying Let's Go a ton um, so yeah I mean I um. I did the whole Metagross or whatever event, and I, I sat outside a uh, uh, a fountain area basically just ha- for an hour, just having a f- having fun with the event. So, but my uh, that's not my gaming moment of the week. My my gaming moment of the week would probably have to revolve around Call of Duty Black Ops Four again. You didn't give yourself that sound. Call of Duty is way worse. And than you're Pokemon a bigger Go. hypocrite than I am. That's not true. That's not. That's true. not even. That's true. not even remotely you, you true. Ha- you have just straight up put your dong in the mouth of Call of Duty for four years on this podcast, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's the only game you play. If you're home, you're logged into COD. So I don't want you saying that I'm worse than you by playing. I play Pokemon Go for one afternoon. You pl- you spent money and have played COD for weeks now. So, well, so you fell right into my trap, and I'm glad you did. No, that's why I fed you a couple beers. My gaming moment is actually Spider-Man. You I went back card. to Spider-Man and I played all the new DLC that came out because I forgot the like I started playing the City That Never Sleeps, which is the Black uh, Black Cat uh, DLC, and which was fun and I enjoyed it. But I totally re- missed the fact that the heist Turf Wars came out after that. Um, so we spray 
spider paint on each other and have to have the larger area covered da, in spider da, paint. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Spot, spot, yeah. spider to Spider-Man. Um. Spot, spot, spot <laughs> to Spider-Man. Spider. spider. Anyways, the DLC's been a lot of fun. And it's I honestly, if you bought this game on sale, because there was a lot of sales just recently for this game, keep an eye on the uh, whatever they call it, the season pass or the DLC pack, whatever it is that, that lets you jump into this. Because... If you played through this game already, you beat it, or you're enjoying it, this DLC really is like just the game continuing. It's not like half-ass side missions or just poorly thought-out uh, mini games. It really does feel like just extra chunks of this game that they're adding in, and it uh, you know gives me hope for after these three because there's a third one uh, coming up next or this month, later this month, called Silver Linings. That they that Insomniac will have another batch that they're gonna that they'll release that maybe can introduce even some new villains or something like that. But um, it was it's just really well done because like the city that never sleeps, you play a little bit, you get a little bit of like uh, information about Black Cat in the regular game, and then it just kind of leaves you hanging, and you're mm. like, man, I kind of want to know more about this about this this whole relationship and everything that's going on. And then you get the rest of it in this DLC, and so they just—they've done a good job of it. Some of the best DLC I've played since like Borderlands. Like, I really always stick back to Borderlands DLC and how much I enjoyed it. This is right up there with it. So, I'm really proud of you for not playing Call of Duty for any period of time. No, I mean I played Call of Duty. I just, oh yeah, no! I played Call of Duty. I just don't have any memorable moment other than like we had another squad of six, you know, like uh, GZM uh, squad running, and that was fun. But we were. Um, we had we had a lot of a lot of our um, current teammates just getting frustrated with the game, so it's um, I, I'm enjoying it, but you know it's I'm not going to talk about it every week because it's I, I shoot people, we win, we lose, and that's it. You know, it's just simple, quick matches. What he didn't tell you is that the whole reason he's done a multi-monitor setup in his office again is because he didn't actually get rid of his other PlayStation 4 Pro, and he was only playing Spider-Man in between rounds. <laughs> Of Call of Duty, <laughs> he just he's just looking over to the to the left monitor and playing Spider Man. As other pro, he's playing uh, Call of Duty. Is this true, Grim? No, it's not true. But I did rearrange the uh, my last part of my gaming moment is I did get to rearrange the gaming room and I did redo the streaming area. So uh, yesterday I went live and got to stream a little bit, and I'm excited to get back to like my Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, streaming on Twitch. So I'll be. Uh, I don't know what I'll be streaming just yet, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sure some of it will be Call of Duty. Grim, you know while you're not playing COD and Spider-Man, I need you to do me a favor. And Test is already working on this, but it'd be helpful if both of you worked on this. Can you catch a shiny Dratini so my wife doesn't take mine from me? Nah, I think you should just be a good husband and give it to her. We all know no, I'm no. not that. I'm well, not you a caught good six husband. of them, so <laughs> yeah. I think maybe I'll maybe I'll give her my shiny Eevee. There you go. That's a bad shiny to give. <laughs> That's low. That's low. Maybe Eevee's cool, but all three of the evolutions are kind of weak when it comes to shinies. All right. Well, that's what we've been playing. We want to know what uh, what's your gaming moment of the week. What have you been playing? You uh, join the Discord. Head on over to GameZillaMedia.com. Right on the homepage, click that Discord button. Join the Discord for free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. Uh, you hop into that Nintendo chat and you start talking about what uh, about Smash coming up, or or maybe you go on over to Xbox and talk about how no one's playing Xbox because we don't have any games to play. And we're all still waiting for Crackdown Three. It's never coming out, ever. 
or go over to PlayStation and talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 or something. I don't know. But, you know, there's all sorts of stuff you can talk about. So head on over there. Join the community today. Let's get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. Alexander, what about this monster story of yours? Downloading. Topic number one. Nintendo is ending its creator's program this month. It is really loud in my headset right now. I have no idea what's going on. Well, maybe the producer got up to get another beer. I think so. And he forgot that he's got to lower that audio at some nah, point. It's good. It's good. I, I created that intro, and it's the level I want it to be. You need to suck it up with little baby ears. Nintendo will be ending its Nintendo Creators program this month, so it can make it easier for content creators to make and monetize videos that contain Nintendo game content. Face of Switch, what do you think of this? This is a great move because the creator program in general has always been a stupid program. Horrible. So uh, what it was is pretty much uh, publishers of content, you know, mostly YouTube, right? We just Let's talk YouTube because that's where the most people are putting their content. Yeah. You could sign up to give Nintendo 30% of your revenue uh, if you do your whole channel or 40% of your revenue per video in order to in order to just do Nintendo videos, you want to do a Let's Play with Mario Odyssey. Good, forty percent of your content or thirty percent of your your revenue goes to Nintendo, which has just discouraged people from doing content around Nintendo games, and you know, kind of killed a lot of that, um, like that community that could have built. You know, you you look at you look at some of the biggest games that that come out. And they get bigger because of the people that you see making content for it. So let's not pretend for one second that Ninja would be as big as he was if he wasn't playing Fortnite. But on the converse, let's not pretend that Fortnite wouldn't be what it was if it wasn't for Ninja. They've both benefited tremendously by just the partnership that happened. So take away all opportunity to that when you stop. Not that Ninja is going to be playing Smash Brothers competitively, but let's say he was going to and he goes, oh, wait, for me to put this stuff on my YouTube, I have to give up 30% of my revenue? No, thanks. You know, that, that that's a killer right away, especially for smaller content creators like that can't afford to live off YouTube ad revenue as is, let alone 70% of YouTube ad revenue. It, it's been a stupid program. It was very non creator-friendly, non-player-friendly. It's just Nintendo thought that they were going to hop on this YouTube gravy train with everybody else, but nobody else was even doing anything like this. Yeah, you know, well, But, but test Nintendo doesn't have enough money. But before this, yeah, yeah, they're struggling. I mean, they came out with this program back in, what, 2015, and before it, <laughs> their their option was to just, just copyright uh, flag the video completely. Like, they would just shut down everybody, which was was even worse, yes, because everybody was just like, well, I'm not going to do anything Nintendo-related then because you just keep shutting my videos down. So then they come out with this, like, oh, well, we heard you. We just want to we just want a cut of it. Even though, like you said, no one else is doing that. And finally, three years later, Nintendo finally decides to make the move. And yes, this is a, this is a very... It's a smart move. It's a very kind of uh, unexpected move when you think of Nintendo and how just protective they are of their content. But, I mean, it's super smart, especially right before 
you have um and i know like again this is it's happening in december so maybe it's not going to happen no just the the smash brothers will be the first game to benefit from the from the lax policy okay so there there we go um face of switch confirms it um that yeah vgr.com confirms it uh, vgr just copied us yeah 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 i thought about it earlier and they read my mind so yeah i i think this is a necessary step right now if they are trying to make super smash brothers ultimate an esport caliber fighting game you know even even though it's not going to be your street fighter it's not but i mean there, there's your frame perfect this and your timing that and your this you know it, it has the mechanics to be a esport you know ready fighter if they're trying to get rid of that melee scene they need everybody that wants to play smash brothers playing it on twitch playing it on youtube putting up their best plays on youtube they need content everywhere by any major like well, who's let's say hungry box right the My wor- man the world's best jigglypuff you know if he's like hey you can play this online but like if you upload it to youtube you, we're going to take 40 percent of your money it's like that's stupid i guess i'll just play offline and now I'm not going to, you know, don't worry about it. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to make any money, but you're not going to make any money. Now it's like, go ahead, do your content. Now they do have, they still have some guidelines, but they're really lax. The biggest one being it has to be an officially released, readily available Nintendo game, right? Which pretty much means if, you have, understandable. if you have a leaked copy of Smash or if you modded your right. Switch to play Smash early, they will still copyright strike you down. A necessary thing to say, but it's just, they do have some rules, but it's not nearly as creator creator unfriendly as it was beforehand. So they need as many people making content for this game in order for it to, I mean, it's going to take off, right? There's no, there's no chance that Smash Brothers isn't the next, you know, the, the Nintendo's biggest launch of this year with only 20 what comes out the seventh so 24 days to sell it like I wouldn't be surprised if it's not your number one oh, Nintendo yeah. title of the year absolutely and they just need as many people that want to play it playing it create content create content you know we do have some creators in our community that create um uh, content that has you know they take their streams and they put it on on YouTube and it actually it, it, I wonder if they were part of this program or if they just you know, we're getting away yeah, with it. I don't know, yeah. It's a good question to ask somebody that I might send a message to. But either way, it was a stupid program to come out. So it's like, yeah, Nintendo, you're doing a good thing for getting rid of it. But it's like, nah, Nintendo, you just broke even. You're not yeah. getting any praise from me on this because you it's a, it, getting rid of a program you never should have had to begin with. So Nintendo, good job getting back to where everybody else is on this. Now, if you want to do something to make it better, great. If not, just don't make it any worse. Yeah. All right, topic number two, Bethesda finally folds to its fans. Let's get to the original story first. Uh, Bethesda, last week, and people started to post about the Fallout 76 Power Edition that was supposed to come with a canvas bag, and it showed up with this super cheap nylon bag. Now, m- many of you know I talked about uh, Fallout 76, and then I ended up picking up a... Uh, I, ran, I came across a Power Armor Edition by accident before the release date and it was sold to me and I thought it'd be a nice gift for my wife who's a big Fallout fan and I bought it we opened it the helmet's cool you know the map is really cool and this bag came out and I was just like oh yeah it's just a bag that I could put the helmet in if I want and I threw it to the side not thinking like I'll never use this bag it's a cheap bag that like you would get for free if you were walking around a PAX convention as like a drawstring backpack style bag you know <laughs> like that's what it was and I didn't think anything of it because I didn't pay attention to any of the marketing for this thing because it was sold out before I even thought about trying to get it for my wife. And then, you know, our Discord community started to post about it. I believe it was uh, Player One Miggy that actually brought it up. 
It got heated. I even yeah. got involved in, you know, I don't care about anything Bethesda does that isn't Doom related. Yeah. And even I got involved in this comment. Yeah, because, you know, he posted about that and, and the topic kind of swung sideways on us in the Discord. But the initial topic was about that bag. I go, oh, weird. I didn't know this. So I start looking at the marketing and it's set. Not only does the bag look a lot nicer in the photos, but it actually says in writing underneath the bag, canvas bag like, <laughs> like literally says it so when some of these um you know uh fans that purchased these contacted bethesda they were responded with weird responses from anywhere from we don't plan on doing anything for you guys uh to uh we had an issue with the canvas supplier and we couldn't meet the needs so we had to switch our materials which i believe that your comment was you couldn't find someone else selling canvas <laughs> it's like the world was sold on a canvas so we had no other opportunities so we had to go with cheap nylon yeah on a limited run product it's not like you made you know billions of these things so but um but the so anyways we we fast forward and they come up with hey we're sorry we're going to give you 500 atoms 500 in-game atoms digital currency for Fallout 76 which uh, equals about 5 bucks come on 5, five bucks. bucks 5 <laughs> bucks for for giving me what is essentially a trash bag when you <laughs> yeah. promised me a real bag yeah exactly so this was like only a few days ago and as we were gearing up for this show the, this news article got updated so we were like let's let's just shoehorn this in real quick update Bethesda has confirmed that it is finalizing manufacturing plans for replacement canvas bags for the Fallout 76 Power Armor Edition. For those who have purchased the Power Armor Edition, all you have to do is visit Bethesda's support page, fill out the Power Armor Edition bag replacement request form by January 31st, 2019. So they're not given a giant window for this. So if you did purchase this like I did, I'll be hopping on, filling out this form, and making sure they send me my bag that I guess I deserved. And, um, you know, hopefully my wife uses it because I probably still won't. But at least they at least they realized that, A, their game is getting just bashed horribly, right? I mean, it is getting some of the worst reviews out there. Uh, I believe I saw an article, worst AAA reviewed game of 2018, Fallout 76. So, I mean... You gotta do something here. You, you know, like I know you're working on your game and you're gonna try to fix some of this stuff, but then to have this stupid, this really lazy bag situation, just fix it. And then that's what they did. So good for them because again, the Power Armor Edition was wait, one wait, wait, wait. Good for them? You don't get it good for them after you dupe the people that paid how much was that Power Armor? Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. You do not get a good for you after you lied to, deceived, and duped your fans that are suckers enough to pay two hundred dollars for an edition of a sixty dollar video game. You don't get a good for you. You get a screw you, Bethesda. You should not have done that in the first place and you should get a kick in the dick for finally <laughs> after everyone complained doing the right thing i'm not a bethesda fan i'm not an anti-fan but at the same time i don't care about their video games outside of doom i was about to say you better correct that i like doom i like i like wolfenstein but again when those are id games when you think they of are, bethesda core games i i don't care i know uh i know your wife juno jade who who's one of my best friends she loves them so i want those games to be good yeah for her i don't care about any of my other friends just her right yeah but at the same time <laughs> 
It's it's I I am upset at this company for trying to dupe its fans. This is this is I'm I'm gonna you know reprise what I just said about Nintendo like. Bethesda, you don't get a good job on this for getting back to zero, for getting back to Correct. doing what was expected. Like, you got back to zero, fix your shitty game, and let's carry on. But don't you dare expect a, an ounce of praise for not, oh, you know, it's, we ran no canvas, we did nylon. Like, no, 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 no. You just, you did right, but you didn't do right by, you still got to know. Like, if this wouldn't have blown up and you, and you, Grimlock, would not have been made aware of this, you probably would have never gotten your canvas bag because this would have just continued on and, and everything would have been fine but after they offered a five dollar credit do you think the difference between going what is essentially a garbage bag compared to a nice uh, canvas bag is a five dollar discrepancy because i haven't bought a lot of bags in my life but i don't think the math adds up it no you're 100 right that the math doesn't add up and i will i will backtrack and say that was my poor choice of words i i'm not actually happy about this I just am. I'm glad that at least I can go get what was promised for my wife. Absolutely, again, that's fine. You can oh, yeah. you can be yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. Again, I don't care about this collector's edition. Everyone knows how this happened. I I was super disappointed in my scuff controller that I went through three of, and then returned it and had this credit that I was like, what am I gonna do? There's nothing else out that I want. I'll get something for my wife to have. You know, this big overall, it's a disappointment. She doesn't like. We played the game two times and she's gone back to playing Fallout 4 into the Fallout 76 so, That's bad. so That's bad. it's bad all around and on top of it you go and give us the trash bag which is just kind of like just that final kick in the dick so I agree with you guys you, you don't get praise for it but I I personally am glad that we can at least hopefully get her the bag that, that was promised and then you know we gotta sit back and see if Bethesda will actually manage to uh, resurrect this game like they've done with other messes of, their, of theirs uh, in the past but yeah. There you go. Bethesda, I'm not your fan, but I don't trust you now. You're you're getting close to me being like, you like 2K. You're a developer I can't trust. You're a publisher I can't trust. Bethesda, you put out Fallout 4 for Switch, and I'll buy you regardless. I might, I just, I might I just buy wanted, that, too. <laughs> I just wanted to have that angry voice. Like, I was on Deadite's yeah. side, but I just kind of want a few more Bethesda <laughs> games on the Switch. Especially Fallout. Yeah, but Doom is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doom. Give me, let's see, yeah, Doom and Fallout 4 and maybe New Vegas, Bethesda. Did you, I, I read this, again, this is, it, it revolves around Fallout 76, yeah. but they took the multiplayer functions and, like, code and stuff of Doom and tr and tried to shoehorn it into Fallout 76 to give Fallout 76 the online multiplayer functionality. And... Like when you read about how they tried to make multiplayer work in this game, it's like you you kind of get keep looking at the fact that they're they're using their now ID has their own systems right yeah. their own their own, but but um, Bethesda uses its creation system its creation creation they engine. have their own engine which yeah, which everyone complains about Bethesda's engine it's expensive to develop your own engine like we understand yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. We're not, we, again, in the Discord, it got heated, but but like when you invest all that money into something, like yeah, it's hard to shift gears and just say no, we're gonna go buy this other per, this other engine over here and just rebuild everything. But when you start to talk about how the multiplayer function was kind of just ripped out of somebody else's programming and then tried to be forced into this game, and a they, very different game. Yeah, and they explain how. 
how broken it was at first where multiple people are running around this world and and the world has to generate around each person versus how Fallout has always been created as a single person game and the and the and the coding was all built around that single person and what would generate around them so they took Fallout 4 and they took Doom and they took aspects of both games and they tried to like mash them together to make Fallout 76 and then you wonder why you have so many problems with this game it to me just seems kind of like not maybe the best thought out idea considering you had Elder Scrolls Online which has a a, a large multiplayer functionality um, from your parent company um, um, what is it Max Maxima game. I can't. You couldn't, yeah, Zenimax, couldn't Zenimax games. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I just to me, it's like I feel like you had better solutions maybe at your fingertips to to build this game out, where maybe there wouldn't be so many problems. I see where they're coming from because the multiplayer on Doom is very fun. Unfortunately, if you play Doom on the Nintendo Switch, no one else does. So no <laughs> one is like, if you want to hop in queue, you might find three other players yeah. and do a two v two match, and it might take you twenty minutes to find that match. Yeah. So I see where they're coming from. Uh, because the multiplayer in Doom, if you're in a large player pool, is good. But for a Fallout game, it seems like there could have been other directions that were more logical to go. Yeah. Like you said, Elder Scrolls Online, slightly more successful than Fallout 76. Maybe you could have learned a little bit more from something that was internal into your studio. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, let us know what you think about Fallout 76 and everything else we've uh, talked about, but we're going to move into our final topic of today. Can I have your cheap garbage bag? Uh, when I get my new bag, sure. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. What if What if Bethesda's like, uh, yeah, you know, send we bag. send you an envelope. <laughs> you have to put your credit card in when you submit for your Canvas one, mm. and if you don't send the nylon <laughs> one back, it, within 30 days, they end up charging you $1.80 and for the nylon bag. And they take back your 500 atoms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not my atoms. No. <laughs> it got me right in the atoms. All right. Our last topic for today is... The Game Awards. Banana, banana. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, 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 we're gonna we're gonna hand it over to Deadite. But if you're not familiar with the Game Awards, it is a yearly show uh, put on on Twitch, and I believe it's uh, everywhere. It's back on cable again too, and I, I think it's like streamed on Twitter, and yeah, it's on. It's, like, it's gonna be on it, er, everywhere. It's, become, it's it's really grown over the last several years, but it is a it is a very popular end-of-the-year show where we uh, we crown a bunch of games in their different categories. We're going to go over some uh, predictions and thoughts, and we're going to let the man, Dead Eye Knight, handle it all. I am the man. Ba- I am the man. The- I am the Becky Lynch the of this band. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I am the man. He's four beers deep, too. Four- I am <laughs> three and a half beers. <laughs> four beers deep <laughs> here on this show. Uh, it's been that kind of week already, and it's only Monday. God and- damn it. I'm driving him home tonight. <laughs> it could happen. We could see. he could uh, that which, which would also mean he's picking me up for work <laughs> yeah, in the morning. Yeah, no, Damn it. Uh, because we do work together at our day job. But we're covering the Game Awards. Now, let's preface Making this. shitty bags for Fallout 76. That's our day job. That's our day job. We are. We work in a sweatshop. We make a garbage bags for Fall 76. I'm a Bethesda employee, and that's why I was able to vent about how I don't care about Bethesda. Yeah, I'm just a contractor. I'm probably, they won't even let me in the door tomorrow. We're all getting canned. Um, but we're going to talk about the Game Awards. Now, let me preface this with saying uh, award shows are typically stupid. 
Awards typically don't go to actual deserving winners, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate award shows. This the, is why we let him run this part. The Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, especially the Grammys. Let's go back to especially the Grammys. All total toilet water, and it's idiotic. I know I've said idiotic a hundred times in this show, but I'm trying to not say too many mean words. What about the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards? I respect the Nickelodeon Choice Awards <laughs> because John Cena normally wins one. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, again... I've had a few drinks. I'm trying not to use the R word because that hurts people's feelings, but <laughs> the Game Awards are idiotic, but we're still going to talk about them here today. We're going to start I off. Appreciate, I appreciate you holding that back, okay? I appreciate it. Because <laughs> it's not nice. I understand. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be a better person here. Okay. We're going to start with the big one. We're going to start with Game of the Year. Ooh, going right off the gate. Now, Test and I have barely played any of the Game of the Year candidates Grimace played almost all of the Game of the Year candidates. Yeah. So let's because I don't talk about games unless I play them. Just, remit, just write that down. That's a respectful thing that you'll understand if you were yeah. at Grim yelling at one of our friends in the Discord. <laughs> friends, that's a that's a final little. Come on, don't sell your boy out like that. <laughs> BMC, we love you. Okay, Eat game, shit. The, these are the Game of the Year nominees here for the 2018 Game Awards: Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm. God of War. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Spider-Man. Okay. Monster Hunter World. Mo oh. Monster. I could say that. Monstrosity. Monstrosity. Yep. Monster. I could say it correctly. I'm four beers deep. Red Dead Redemption 2. You got that one. That's good. And the surprise nominee for Game of the Year. Always won. Celeste. Yeah. I think that's super cool that Celeste is nominated for Game of the Year. You're just a Towerfall bitch. Oh, man, me and Towerfall, you know, so. <laughs> what was that sound effect? I don't understand. That was, uh. You, that, was that you eating cereal in the yeah, morning? That was, that, yeah, that was me having, that that was me yeah, having yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I love my. Breakfast I'm, a, I'm a Captain Crunch guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, you were the captain making it happen. <laughs> yeah. I'll swab that poop deck all day. So, um. <laughs> this episode's awful. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly awful because I've had four beers. Yeah. I have no control over this <laughs> once I start drinking. These episodes happen like once every three months where I drink way too much. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about these Game of the Years because, again, you these are the nominees, and mm -hmm. let's talk about the games and what you think of these g six games is worthy of Game of the Year. Assassin's Creed, Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter, and Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2 is the only one on this list you haven't played at all because you've <laughs> at least played a little bit of the other games. Yeah, so I'm going to start with Red Dead Redemption. 2 because I have not played it. My wife owns it. I watched her play it for about two hours and then go back to Fallout 4. Okay, again, so I... I you have to give Red Dead Redemption 2 some credit for its visuals, for its scale. I get it. Like, I, and I understand if you put enough hours into it, the game really opens up and can be impressive. The problem is everything I have seen, including my own wife's reaction to it, is that it is so boring for Odyssey. It is so boring. Where Origins was like, like. No, this is sorry. This is Red Dead. This oh, we're Red talking. Dead. Wait, yeah. she's played Red Dead. Yeah, she owns Red Dead. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, I'm after I bought her Odyssey and she hated Odyssey, she went out and bought Red Dead. 
And then she hated that game. And I, she was like, but my friend said it was so good. And, like, then guess what? Their, her friend stopped playing it. And then I'm looking at kind of funny, and Kevin's, like, sh- throwing videos out there, like, this is not a video game. Why can't I Why can't I fast track this? How come I have to sit on a boat for 45 minutes and listen to someone talk before I can play the game? Like, and that's the problem, right, is, is the pacing just seems off. And, I mean, yeah, we knew it was going to be here. We knew it was going to be here for game of the year. I just, I hope it honestly doesn't get the win because I don't think it's Rockstar Games' best best job. Like, it's a great game. They've done some amazing things, but overall, it, it's it's uh, limitations definitely hurt it. And and when you look at a lot of people that are playing it, they they've stopped. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. To back to what Deadite said. Uh, great game, interesting aspect of having two characters that you can just choose between, something new to the Assassin's Creed um, games, but um, you know, if you played Origins, it's my wife, so I played a little bit of this game on the Google Stream system, uh, thanks to BMC sharing that with me, and me being able to try it out. Your boy, who you're super nice to all the time. Yeah, yeah, the dickhead, exactly. (laughs) But, I'm just kidding, BMC, I'm kidding. Calm down. Okay, but uh, anyways, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a very good game, and but but for my wife again, who played a ton of Origins, completed the game, really enjoyed it. Her problem was it was too much of the same thing, and that's where Assassin's Creed has fallen multiple times. Right? Is that Assassin's Creed was for, in the past would come out every year. We get an Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Assassin's Creed like Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Unity, like it just kept every time. And so it, the IP got stale. And then they they took the break, they shifted gears, they came out with Syndicate, it, it kind of bounced back, and then Origins came out, and it was a really good game. Odyssey is a really good game, but they're, also, they're starting to get back into that just exhausted IP. Because Which, it felt like Origins felt really fresh. Because did they take a year off or two years off? At least a year. A, they took a year. They took yeah. a year off, yeah. which was big for... That was between Unity, though. Unity and Syndicate, I thought. No, I think that was after Syndicate. Like, two, two Origins? We, because, we need to reinvent. We need to rebuild our engine. Yeah. Because Cause, cause, our engine. Because yeah, so. it felt cool when all of a sudden they announced Origins. It was like, oh, man, Assassin's Creed is coming back after a year off, which, again... We, excuse me, I'm burping. That could be a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that could be a thing that we, we could talk about a whole nother time on another show. Yeah, about how maybe some of these big franchises need to occasionally take a year off. Yeah, because there was actually excitement around Origins when they took a year off and came out with a lot of fresh ideas to the series. Yeah, but I agree with you. Origins seemed like it was a lot of the same thing. And if if you and Jade feel that it you know after playing it hey it was a lot of what origins was then they probably should have taken another year off the game a good game but probably not a game of the year would you agree agreed and odyssey and they have announced now that they are going to be taking a break that we won't see a new assassin's creed in 2019 so they are they are they are following that up so um but good game i I still think game of the year uh sliding on over to monster hunter world i really thought this was a surprise i mean I don't want to say a surprise. Monster Hunter World itself was a surprise to people. It was it was this this new entry into a game that was very popular to like a real you know closed knit group um, because of the the meta because of all of the just micro mechanics that was required to play this game. Monster Hunter World was kind of like Pokemon Let's Go. It took Mon- the, it took the IP and kind of simplified it where the where the mass 
gamers could enjoy it better. I was this close to buying this game because our good friend EA Spuds, a.k.a. Sashin, who is a big Monster Hunter fan, gave me the rundown. Yeah. You know, one day he's like, listen, if you're trying to get into Monster Hunter, this is going to be the way that it's more accessible. It's a little less hardcore because I've always thought Monster Hunter was really cool, yep. but at an arm's distance where I go, I, I don't want to do that to myself. Like It looks like it's too much for me to undertake because I've admitted that I'm not a person who likes really complicated role-playing games. Right. And so it is cool that this game was a, was just a little bit more accessible for the fans, but at the same time, still a really good game. Yeah, and that's the thing. You could have uh, someone like EA Spuds who could put 250, 300 hours into this game, and you could have someone like me who put 50 hours into it and was pretty satisfied walking away from it. But also, the cool thing about this game is because of the the ever-changing world and all the special events that they throw in this game, it, you can pick back up into this game and all sorts of new stuff will always is always available. So Capcom has did a great job. It's their most successful selling game ever. Um, so I mean it, it speaks you know time and time again of how good of a job they did with this IP and this particular game. If it won, it would be a surprise to me, but I would honestly be real happy with it winning. I just don't think it's going to pull it off this year. And that's because it's going up against the big boys, God of War, you know, Santa Monica Studios, God of War has been out of the out of the picture for what seven years, something like that, um, since uh, God of War Ascension on the PS3. That's about right. And um, maybe it's like five five to seven years. But anyways, the um, the big thing here is the reimagination of God of War and what they did with Kratos and how they how they just pulled it off in a way that they took a hack-and-slash fun, just beat-em-up game, and they made it into a legit adventure with a story that grabbed you, and you just, I could not put this game down. So, God of War was my game of the year, and it did get dethroned, but it's like, it's hard for me right now. It's like, if I, if, (laughs) it's like one point difference, right? It got a war sits in second place by a point. It's it's the closest I've ever been in a game of the year awards to have two games so close to each other that it hurts me to not give the award to this. But it's not to me. It's not going to win. Um, the but before I get on to my winner, which you probably can figure out by, by by just elimination here, Celeste being that indie game that makes it. And we've seen Journey win it. We've seen, you know, we've seen indies make it to this uh, to this announcement. Celeste was that surprise game. I bought it because it was made by Towerfall Ascension developers, and I liked that game, so I wanted to give it a try. And right away, I was like, "Oh, there's something. Spe- this is something special. There's something special about this game." And I played a ton of it, working your way up the mountain, trying to figure out. What the what's happening here with this character and what you're actually going through is really interesting. But then there's a replay value to it, and it, the the music is great. The mechanics are super smooth. Which again, if you ever stumbled upon Towerfall Ascension, you, you realize this these uh, you know Matt ma- Matt makes games knows what they're doing when it comes to some platforming, um, you know style games. Celeste deserves to be here. I you know. It, this is the long shot. It's never going to win, unfortunately, but I'm so happy that it has the, the bid here for Game of the Year. I look forward to it competing in a couple other categories in this awards, but um, it's great that it's here. If you haven't played this game, please 
uh, give it a try. Really unique, really unique in such a world where we get the, you know, like we make fun of me playing Battlefield 4 and all this stuff because it's just a generic shooter. That That's what the world we play in. There's so many of those types of games out there. Celeste is one of those unique games. If you if you like a game that's a platform challenge game, I, I don't really. It's like its own genre. It is um, like Meat Boy. Yeah. Like the end is nigh. Uh, it, it's this, but it's better than both of those. Yeah, it's it's this. You here's here's a section of the map. It's going to be a challenging bit of platforming that's going to involve precise movements and timing to make it from point A to point B. And there's going to be collectibles along the way. And when you do, when you finish each individual section, it is so satisfying. It yep. is so smooth and so fun. You never get, you never feel like it's unfair. It's hard. It's very hard. But you never go, oh, this is cheap. No, it, it's 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 a challenge that you you always are eager to try to overcome. Yep. That's one of the cool things about Celeste and this style of game that's becoming popular. And I think Meat Boy helped popular popularize it but celeste has really fine-tuned it into yes. being what is a a very special game and i've played it a bit on your on your switch and on your save file but it is a game that i i need to add to my collection and yep. put some time into myself a little bit more than the you know 30 minutes i've played on your save it's perfectly put though is that like super meat boy really introduced me to this style but you're right this game is so is like the refined version. It's it's taking Meat Boy and adding a little bit to it and really kind of coming out with like the perfect version of what Meat Boy could have been. Like I, yeah. you know, I don't want to dog Meat Boy too much. But we love Meat Boy. Yeah. We're huge. We're you know Grim and I are both big Super Meat Boy fans. We'll talk about how fun that game is until the day we die. Yep. Um, but this refines the the the. I don't know, challenge platformer is yeah. I guess the, the term I want to coin with it because you die a million times. You just keep dying, but you're so driven. You're so driven to yeah. to beat that specific session and keep moving through the level. Uh, Celeste is a, is a really good game, and it's super cool to see that it's recognized here with games like God of War, Red Dead, uh, you know, Monster Hunter. It's cool that it's even in the conversation. Oh, yeah, it's definitely like when you flip through these, you're like, wow, that's... it. it Def, it doesn't fit, in, in, but at the same time, it does. And the last thing I'll say about it is I think, you know, Meat Boy, yes, you're driven to beat the level. Celeste added that story. Absolutely. It added the interest of the character where you wanted to beat the level so that you would get the next hint of what's going on with the character. All right. So with that being said, in story and, and, and character, my game of the year has to go to Marvel's Spider-Man by Insomniac Games, which... I'm. Many of you know I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. This was a the the Spider-Man PS4 Pro was a gift from the from the community and the team here for me. It was a great. It came out right around my birthday. It was just a great overall experience of how this happened. But I then started to play the game, and I didn't get to play it right when it came out because I was in California for my birthday. So when I finally got home, got everything set up, and started to play this game. I instantly was hit with the graphics and just and and just the beauty of of the game of Spider-Man from just the character to the city and and just the, just it was a wow factor. But that wears off to me. You know, like pretty games are great, but if they don't have any any content behind them, they they're just pretty. And and that's not enough to be a game of the year. It's not enough to be a special game, you know, that will um stand the test of time but Marvel's Spider-Man story 
is the is the thing that really surprised me. Is as I started to play the game, I got in the story and I was like, cool. You know, I know a lot about Spider Man. I'm I'm sure I'll figure. I'm sure I'll you know know what story they're going with and figure this out. But it was the mechanics. It was like the um, it was the the little mini games and and all the extra things that you could do in this game where I was like, oh, I can collect backpacks, and if I collect more backpacks, I can unlock different suits, you know? And so what I would do is I'd get addicted to that, and I'd go around the whole city and do all the backpacks, and then I'd go around and do all of, you know, the side missions, and then I'd do all of the catch every pigeon, and before I knew it, I did everything around the map except I, for the story. I now I officially had to push the story forward. So once I started to push the story forward, that's when it hit me. This, this, this Without any spoilers, the story is emotional. It, it made me cry. Okay, like I got upset about this story. I got emotional about the story. And, and in a way, especially from a character that I expect, that I know so much about, to be caught off guard really surprised me and that's where I was like okay this gets the one extra point above God of War. God of War story was good, it was emotional, but I but you know I'm not a dad, right? And, and I don't have that kid you know child connection. So for me Spider-Man's story hit me harder and that's where the one point difference goes where Spider-Man just just all around, I, I platinumed Spider-Man. I like I said, I went and did everything. Where God of War, I kind of taped. Like yes, I really enjoyed it. And I put a lot of hours in, but I tapered off and didn't end up getting the platinum. So from that standpoint, on my personal opinion, Spider-Man deserves Game of the Year. It, it it really hit every angle: fun factor, mechanics, the mini games, the story. Everything just worked perfectly. Insomniac has made a beautiful gem here that deserves many awards and I hope it does get game of the year. I really need to play Spider-Man. I'm a, you do. I'm an awful person because for two years I was just like, oh, Spider-Man's going to be the best game ever made and here we are. It's been out since September and I haven't played. You were going to buy it when Pokemon came out. Yeah. You were going to borrow it from Grimlock when Pokemon yeah, came out. Yeah, and then my wife has only played five hours of Pokemon. I really thought she was just going to... And you've paid, played 30. I think I'm 20 hours in. Okay. I was close. Noobs. Yeah. I've played more hours than your hours time her hours. <laughs> yeah. I got other things going on in my life. I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So He's got to drink his fifth beer. Hey, this is beer number five because it is that kind of show today. <laughs> and we're going to keep going and hopefully I won't derail us too much with alcohol taking over my ability to be a podcaster. So Grimm's pick was Spider-Man for Game of the Year. Yep. I'm hopeful to be able to experience that game and feel the same way someday. But let's move into our next category that we're going to cover and this is going to be a little bit quicker. We spent a little more time on Game of the Year uh, because it's it's Game game of the Year. year. It's the big category. And I know maybe in an upcoming special episode of the GameZilla podcast, we'll be talking about our specific favorite games of the year. But that's to come. Maybe a little bit closer to the end of the month. We're going to spend a little time Mm. talking about what the 2018 has meant to GameZilla. But moving forward, 
Best ongoing game, which this is sort of a category that means it didn't have to come out in 2018. It's just a a, a long-running game. And these are the nominees in best ongoing game. We have Destiny 2 Forsaken. Uh, let me just go ahead and uh, take a second to flip to another screen here. Destiny 2 uh, Forsaken. Okay, I just need to make that happen because it's a toilet. Um, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Now, between the three of us that are here today, all of us have at least played some of these games. Correct. I think I played all of them, right? Stalling as you fix your mic yeah, and hit it again. I didn't knock it over. My hands aren't completely out of control. Um yeah, once again, I've played them all, so I can have an opinion on them because I played them all. First off, let's just, as a group here, just going, Destiny 2 Forsaken shouldn't be nominated because it's a big pile of toilet garbage. I know, There's a couple here that I don't understand. Like, Destiny 2, this, these are, these are like, hey, we're sorry, you don't really deserve anything, here's a pity, here's a pity nomination. What else is a pity nomination? No Man's Sky is a pity nomination. Come on, you, okay, you were so hyped about No Man's Sky, it like, three deserve, months ago. It doesn't deserve to be on here, though, and I, and I understand they've changed a lot, like, there's all the updates and they changed a lot, but, like, come on, No Man's Sky, when you're, like, you're going up against Fortnite, Overwatch, <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, don't include Rainbow Six in with Overwatch Over, and hey, Fortnite, Rainbow which are, Six Siege has an e has a professional esports following. I don't think Destiny Two does. Let me check. <laughs> okay, yeah, it does. All right, you're right. Yeah. You're right about and that. No Man's Sky belongs nowhere near this. I'm sorry. I I sat here and and talked multiple people into buying this game. I've enjoyed this game, but it does not belong on here. It is. It's the one that. It's the one that upsets me the most. Even over Destiny Two, like. Neither one of them are ever going to win. We already know who wins this, and everybody else is just sitting here like, well, it was cool getting a nomination because Fortnite's going to walk away with it. Yeah, I mean, when you have games like Overwatch that's been pumping millions of dollars into an eSport league <laughs> yeah. that won't take off, uh, that's not considering an ongoing game. Just to throw a little numbers at you, because you know I like numbers, the estimated population of the Earth in 2017 was 7.53 billion people, just right? A few, just a couple. The most recent statistics I can find is that 78 million people played Fortnite in August of this year, which means for the entire population of the Earth, one out of every 100 people played Fortnite in August. That's silly. One out of every 100 across the entire planet. And there's countries very very large countries that you can't play Fortnite in so you think of how much that's offset one out of every 100 people play yeah. Fortnite played Fortnite at least in August and I think that ramped up for I can't see find September and October I know there was just a, a statistic that there was a winter event or a winter um, qualifier where 9 million unique people participated in this super small window because it was a tournament for money and fame and whatnot. so yeah, th if that doesn't win, then th th there's some shenanigans. And and Tess put it perfect. Destiny two has how many times has Destiny failed and had to reinvent itself? Right? How many times? No Man's Sky. We know the history of No Man's Sky. It was a, it was a dumpster fire. Overwatch pumping like you said millions of dollars into an esport that that people are having a hard time even watching. And then Rainbow Six Siege again has gone like I'm not saying it's not in a healthy place now, but it has gone through valleys of just just horrible where. We weren't even sure the game was going to survive, and they had to fix it. The one game sitting in this list that, when you look at the def, you know the the example of 
best ongo- best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Fortnite wins easily. I wouldn't be surprised if Fortnite doesn't have some event happen during the game awards. Yeah, because like they haven't launched their snow. You know, they've been teasing there's a Winter Wonderland. Portal started showing up in the game today, only in the Nintendo Switch, so I think something got out a little early. So they're planning their next major map transformation, and I wouldn't be surprised if they don't work something into the Game Awards. Yeah, and I don't even play Fortnite anymore, but I'm still interested in the weird changes that are going on within the world of Fortnite, and I still follow it enough, even though I don't play it. I don't play Fortnite anymore, but while we've been streaming and I was looking at Game Awards stuff on Twitter to see if there was any hot takes last minute... I found the skins that they released today for Fortnite, and one of them is extremely appealing to me, and I might have to go buy a skin for a game I don't play. <laughs> don't do that. But, wow. but hold on, hold on, hold on. don't do hold that. On, hold best, on, hold on. Oh, don't do that. I, yeah, I touched don't, my mind. Don't do that. I forgot I have the haunted mind. Best Whatever. ongoing content. There you have it. Did someone that doesn't play it's the game. It's an old-fashioned, gonna... like, apothecary witch doctor with the long raven mask on. Like, that's me. Test. That's it's a, me. It's a stupid game. Fortnite's That's stupid. That's me. <laughs> and, I, and, and I spend stupid money. Yeah, you could look t- at how cool this is, though. Like, tell me that's not really cool. It's not that cool. And it's got a green background, and he's got a he's got a uh, green vials. And a I saw, if I played Fortnite, I would think it was cool. But I Fortnite's saw, dumb. See, see, so I go spend. Fortnite's I spend a fit. dumb game for twelve year olds. Don't buy okay. it. You remember when you went to the zoo and you used to buy the little sticks that had the that had the dinosaur head? Yeah, the top? I used one of those to kill my brother's favorite pet fish. Perfect. Yeah, great. Right. Yeah, yeah they're great. Fantastic. It's a pickaxe now in the game, and I'm like, damn it! I yeah. kind of need that Stop. pickaxe. You guys don't need to buy I it. I kind of need it. You don't even play Fortnite. Chops when you hit stuff. You guys don't play Fortnite. I'm back in. We be play Fortnite. I play Fortnite right now. Call of Duty, Fortnite. I'm downloading it. I got iPad. Grim, Grim, Grim. Wait, how much is that pickaxe? I don't know. I'm not even sure. Because depending on how much it is, I'll buy it for you if you stop playing Call of Duty. Man, I like Call of Duty. I'm downloading Fortnite right now. I'm gonna. You would hurt many people's feelings if you if you got me to stop playing. I don't playing. care about anyone's feelings. I don't even care about my own feelings. Why would I care about other people's like, feelings? I just want my friend back. I'm just concerned about you. We used to... We used to oh, oh, Next I, topic. Let's I, oh, I clicked on something. I've lost everything. Oh, God. All right. You want me You're, to... Yep. This mouse that used to belong to Jazzy, he's now donated to the studio, has like side buttons. <laughs> I accidentally clicked one. What was the next topic? Do you know? Do you want me to... I got independent games. You want to do independent games? Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about independent games. You want me to kick that one off while you're getting back to it? Best indie game. I'm almost there. Oh, he's almost there. He's okay. almost there. We almost got there. Let me just scroll. Let we me got this. Use a, okay. Oh, no, that's music. Okay. <laughs> we're skipping a lot of categories because a lot of them we don't need to talk about no, here. Why don't you tell, why don't you tell them how you really feel? We we're skipping them. Why? Because they're stupid categories. <laughs> I have no problem he's saying things no are filter. stupid, a waste of no my time. Right I, okay, listen, I don't I don't care if I've had zero beers or 20 <laughs> beers. I will tell you that talking about who is the best esports coach is a big waste of all of our time. <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, man, you got to click that faster. No, screw you, esports coach. <laughs> you, can, man, you could be an esports coach, I know. though. Hey, man, click that faster. You got to get the Elder Dragon. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just got better at League. What is the Elder Dragon from? I, I just got better at League. Is it from Dota or League? It's League. Yeah, I know everything about League. Yeah. The, it's just clicking. You know the Elder Dra- All League is is clicking. <laughs> it's the clicking game. It's click the game. Yeah, click the game. 
It's that easy. I don't know why you decided to drink right now <laughs> when you got to talk. Sip that. my beer nice and loud. All right. Okay. Best independent game. Yeah. Let's talk about. Okay. Here's a category where I've actually played some of these games. Tess has played a good portion of these games. Grim may have played all but one that we have no idea what the hell it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, but it's 3909 LLC, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who made it. Best independent game, leading it off with Celeste. We've already talked about what Celeste is and mm. how much we enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Dead Cells, a game that all three of us have played. Grim bought it for bought me the physical copy for my birthday. Into the Breach. Okay, here's the one we don't know anything about. Return. I like the Into the Breach. Into the Breach. Into the Breach. It's a game. It's a game I don't he's know anything about. He started looking at Oprah Din, and he's like, how the yeah. hell am I going to yeah. say this? Like, like, I don't know how to like read the so return much. of Oprah's dinner. Like, yeah, what? Not well, only am I drunk, but I have to read this now. Listen, I'm bad at reading. If we had beer plus reading, it's even worse. But I'm having a good time. Good, good. Return of the Obra Din. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's good, your that's a good game one. of the year. Uh, and then a, a <laughs> game, game I know Grimlock loves and I really should be playing, The Messenger. Great so, again, game. to run, yeah. it, run it down, Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Oberdin, and The Messenger. Other than Return of the Oberdin, which I have no idea what it is, the rest of these are really fun indie games that I've at least played a few minutes oh, of. The re- Return of the Oberdin? Has a ten out of ten on Steam. Wow. Yeah, but I don't care what other. People but it's think. like this well, weird. It's like a black and white game where you're on an East India Company ghost ship. Huh. All mm-hmm. your passengers have died, and you have to figure out how. That okay. sounds like that might be. That might actually be a fun game. It's an adventure puzzle game, single player game. It's right up your alley. You can't play online if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I don't like playing with other people. That actually might be a really cool game, but we can't speak on it because we don't actually one know bit about it. graphics. Yeah, but because it's so, literally black or white. So Celeste, you know, Celeste belongs here, just like it, just. Like like I liked the uh, Game of the Year uh, post, but Dead Cells is it something I think we can all speak to here. I bought Dead Cells, and just because it looked interesting, I was slightly concerned because it was a roguelike. And it's twenty five dollars. And it was 20, or yeah, 20, and 20 or twenty five. Yeah, it was it was twenty five at the time. It was yeah. expensive, and I was like, I'm gonna give it a try. And I think I downloaded it at work. Like I just went for it, and the first time I played it, I go, "This is something special." Like it, it kind of like Celeste. I was like, "Oh man." What if what if I just dove into and then I started and then Tess picked it up and I started watching him stream and instantly started realizing that he's better at the game than I am. So I stopped playing, but I started <laughs> enjoying the game through his stream on Twitch and really starting to see like his uh, his um, uh, you know like like the loadout strategy. Yeah, loadout and- strategy. Yeah, there we go. I was looking for the word strategy and I couldn't do it. How many beers have I had? None. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but water is yeah. a real big component in beer. It, it, you're right. You you're can't right. make beer without water. Yeah, and this is I drank a lot of water. So, but <sighs> hydrated as. <laughs> but uh, listen, you know, being the drunk one on the show is my gimmick. Please don't infringe on but it. But because I saw that, I went back to the game. You know, started playing it again, yeah. and and then yeah, I purchased it for that Ike because of the fun I had with it. Because we saw how much Tess was playing it, so I was like, I think this is a good birthday gift for 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 Dead Ike. Yeah, Dead Cells. This is tough, but I, if if Celeste gets a nominate a, a nomine, eh, nomination, can't even say it. Nomination. There we go. Uh, in Game of the Year, then I think Dead Cells honestly sh- deserves this category. Yeah, I always hate when you see stuff like so. You have Celeste being in the Game of the Year as like the the token indie one. Like that means like by 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 just you know extrapolating that thought that Celeste is the best indie game of the year right because it's the only indie game that made game of the year so i hate that logically speaking Celeste should win this because it also made 
a category right. that's much better. However, uh, I mean, Dead Cells is, you know, I, I got a real love for roguelike games this year specifically. Um, only having really played uh, Binding of Isaac beforehand, I didn't realize that this subgenre was so, like, there's so much you can do with the, you know, lather, rinse, repeat style of the game. And it's something about Dead Cells, like, yes, it's roguelike, but it's more Metroidvania because the levels change, but not not by much. Right. I mean, it, it's relatively the same layout each time you go through. There's not a ton of surprises, but all the different weapons and everything, the control, like, what I've come to find out is certain players, certain people in the community, uh, Ecto, uh, BMC, uh, brick and mortar, like they've all picked up the games and they're telling me like, oh, I got this far, I got this far. Like, I, I, to your point, I think I'm a lot better at this game than some other people. Yeah. Like, oh man, I got to the concierge and I just couldn't push past that. I'm like, maybe it's because I've probably put 30, 40 hours into it already. Because once you get the controls, they're so tight and it's oh, so great. perfect that if you get the controls done, doesn't matter what your loadout is, like you get the right controls and it just it fits well. But I don't want to sit here and gush over over uh, dead cells because I know you know Deadite himself. I think it's his wallpaper on his phone, so he deserves to be able to say something about dead cells. Well, the reason, and, and here's the other reason why I think about dead cells and why it deserves this victory over Celeste is that as much as I praise Celeste, when Dead Cells came out, when Messenger came out, and we haven't even talked about Messenger, I forgot about Celeste. Right, like Celeste kind of fell back in my library, and though I really enjoyed it, I didn't think about going back to it. Where Dead Cells, I think about going back to it. And yes, Celeste was an earlier in the year release, which I think hurts it from that standpoint. Same with like God of War, but um, but yeah, I just think Dead Cells for it has that it just has that little extra something that keeps pulling me back. Similar to the uniqueness of the Messenger, Dead Cells does it better though. In you know, I, I'm not going to take too much more time to talk about Dead Cells because of the games on this list, Dead Cells is the game I've put the most time in because I own the game opposed to just playing it in 15-20 minute chunks when I steal Grim's Switch from him when he can't play. Um, the thing about it is, I didn't know I liked roguelike games. If you described a roguelike game to me eight months ago, I'd have been like, I don't know, that sounds hard and that sounds not fun. It's not fulfilling because you don't win. You There's don't no win. end. And, and Test and our, our boy Sci-Fi AJ sort of uh, strong-armed me into purchasing Enter the Gungeon by cash-apping me on a Friday night and saying, play this game tonight. Man, I did that. I, I do a lot. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've learned of a lot of great things that I've done today that I yeah. just don't remember doing. And and so I Enter the Gungeon, which was a game I played one time with Grimm prior to that, but that was my whole Friday night. I spent a whole Friday night just playing Enter the Gungeon, and I was like, this whole roguelike thing is kind of cool. And then, you know, fast forward three Three months later when Grimm gives me a copy of Dead Cells, I'm now prepared for this style of game. And I had other brand new games that I wanted to play. I had a lot going on in my gaming life, but I shelved them instantly because there was something perfect about the the satisfaction I was getting by slowly grinding through Dead Cells, dying, and just trying again. It was the, you know, die fail repeat kind of thing that you just kept it was a cycle you kept going through and I kept getting further and it was addicting the like test already said the controls are are tight and fun the 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 design the 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 art everything about dead cells is really good now I if you compare it to the other games on this list it stands out and I think it's going to stand the test of time I think the messenger is going to be forgotten as good as Celeste is, I think it's going to be forgotten. I really think Dead Cells is the definitive game of this class. I think it's the indie game of 2018 by a long shot. 
I want to talk a little bit about Into the Breach because I haven't purchased it yet, but I, I did play it because a lot of people did say, hey, you liked Mario Rabbids, you liked some of these games you're going to like Into the Breach, just to give it a little bit of credit. It is your turn-based strategy strategy game. It's it's chess meets robots, right? But it does something that other grid-based games don't do, and I only played a little bit of it. Like I said, I haven't picked it up yet. I will pick it up on the Switch. It came out a little bit later um, to the Switch. I think it came out in February for all systems and maybe October it came to the Switch. But as far as I know, the the field never gets bigger than eight by eight. So you're only looking at sixty four a sixty four you know square grid. Math guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a math guy. <laughs> so, um, so that's where it's real. It's really unique because you don't all of a sudden get these. You got guys all the way over here and over here, and you're trying to balance them. It's just. It's a turn-based strategy game, and I really like turn-based strategy games, but kind of to Deadite's point, there's, or actually more to your point, Grimlock, there's a reason why I didn't buy Into the Breach is because when I had some time, I was always able to go back to Dead Cells. Like, oh, I got 45 minutes, where in July, if I had 45 minutes, I might have just bought another indie game and played it for a little bit. Now it's like, I don't really need this, because if I just got a little extra time for indie games... I'm gonna I'm gonna play Dead Cells. So yeah. I think all of us are in agreement here that Dead Cells wins this definitively, and there really shouldn't be too much a no of a, a, of a doubt about it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think my last comment would be on the messenger is that the, yeah, I do agree that I think it's it, that it might kind of fall to the side. I, I think the messenger is that game that when people find it, it will be a gem that they find because it is. Uh, very unique, and the and some of the some of the just the design decisions on this game are very different, and that's why it stood out to me at PAX and when I first saw it. And then, but I really like the extra time that was put into even just the thought of the dialogue, like some of, that some of these characters have, and just some of the fun that they had with the game, where they kind of just went outside the box and had some fun with it, and I appreciated that. So it is that game where. If you do have enough of Dead Cells or, you know, Celeste didn't didn't really uh, hit you the same way it hit us, Messenger might be the other game to, uh, to take a look at. All right, let's move on to best fighting game of 2018. And there, there's, we've had some good fighting games that come out this year, but there's one that I think will, especially Tess will agree, stands tall. We're lo- looking at these games. We have uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag. We have... Uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Wait, wait a second. I got to get back to the proper screen to just go ahead and... Yeah, okay, Street Fighter. <laughs> got to dump on Street Fighter whenever I can. We have Soul Calibur Six, which I want to talk a little bit to Grim about Soul Calibur Six, And then we have Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is a game I, I know Tess has enjoyed a, a lot. Now, uh, Blaze Blue cro- Cross Tag Battle. I don't think it really appealed to any of us. Did either of you it's guys not, play that? It's not my style of fighter. No. It, it, you know, it's 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 a hardcore fighting game, and it, it didn't grab any of us because I wouldn't s- consider any of us to be hardcore fighting game guys. Uh, I consider Grim and I to be fighting game fans. Test would be more fringe on fighting games. A few grab him his With attention. With the exception of Smash Brothers, like if if you can, if you yeah. put Smash Brothers in the fighting game category, then. Not many games I played more on Wii and yeah, but I mean like primarily Deadite and I have been we're Mortal Kombat fans, right? You're two D two D fighter, yeah. but it's not even like it's not even that. It's just the fact that we are Mortal Kombat fans, yeah. right? So we played the Mortal Kombat game and we are Soul Calibur fans. Which this is the interesting thing about this conversation. Yeah, we'll, we'll all agree, not Street Fighter fans. I recently no. in October. 
Uh, I currently have Grimm's copy of Street Fighter V because I thought I was going to enter a tournament on the Chris Jericho cruise and try to challenge Kenny Omega. You can keep in, it. In, in, <laughs> I don't want to keep it. I'm going to give it back no! to you. Um, I, thought I just got didn't have fun playing it. Street Fighter is not a fun game to me in 2018. I'm sorry if that upsets people. It's just not fun to me. Uh, Blaze Blue, we all agreed, it's sort of a, a niche game that, that none of us were attracted enough to even play. We'll talk about Dragon Ball Fighter Z in a moment, but let's talk about Soul Calibur 6. I'm a big Tekken guy. Grim and I have both been Soul Calibur fans for me since Soul Calibur 2. I think Grim since before Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, back on the Dreamcast. Neither of us bought Soul Calibur 6. What does that say about <sighs> Soul Calibur in 2018 that neither yourself or myself guys that would claim to be soul Calibur fans even shell out the money to buy the game even when it's been on sale around the holidays here neither of us have thought about throwing down the cash to buy it yeah. neither of us have bought it saying hey let me buy this so i can like i could have bought it and said let me even buy this because i know grim will come over to my house and play it with me for like five hours on end but neither of us have even pulled the trigger to try and play it with each other i didn't even put it on my christmas list like i could have i could have asked it for my parents or something they're like give us a few small things you want and I'm like I don't even know what I want it didn't and that's the thing I'm not I want the game now that I'm looking at it I'm like man why haven't I got this like maybe I'll go on Amazon right now and if it's you know 30 bucks I'll just order it but for some reason it just it slipped it slipped through the cracks right and and I played this uh at PAX East uh in Boston and it felt great I was like dude Soul Calibur's back like they weren't kidding they actually fixed, you know, they brought this game back, and it is what we what we used to love. And, you know, and there's even some some fun characters returning and some fun just outside characters joining. And so, like, I don't know why I didn't buy this game, and I don't know why I don't own it, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't even consider it as a game, a fighting game of the year, because it just didn't, it didn't have the draw to me where... Which is weird because when's the last Soul Calibur we had? It was the previous generation. We haven't had one on this on this yeah. generation. So we've been waiting for this game. It's not you know. It's not. I don't know. It's it's a it's a disappointment. I think I think we will pick it up, and I think once we play it, we'll both go, "Wow, this is pretty dumb that we didn't get this sooner." But you know, and and, and it is what it is. I I don't I don't have an answer. I think part of it is, for me at least, what. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z was, and what and how much hype there was around this game. Let's talk about what I believe we would all agree is the fighting game of 2018, and Easy. I don't even know how it'd be disputable because if you look at what happened at Evo this year, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is the fighting game of 2018, and this is a game that Testonomics recently purchased on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and you know my interest in it was you know I, I definitely I, I had never watched before I bought this game. I had played probably a dozen different Dragon Ball Z games, right, from games in the Game Boy Advance to just different ones in newer generations. Like I always liked the lore and the story, right? So the games were fun, right? There's something about these superhero, non-superhero, right, regular people and aliens shooting lightning and power out of their hand. Like cool, these make for good video games. I'll play these, right? So, but all the hype around Evo this year, if I think of one video game that defined Evo this year, it was all the hype around Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I hadn't ever even played it. I hadn't played one round. And I'm like, okay, 30 bucks on, on Black Friday for the Switch. I'll pick it up. And 
even with the not because there's there's easy there's like easy controls, but even with just the regular controls, the game is incredibly accessible. Yeah. To somebody who like I'm not a fighting game fan, I'm not a 2D fighter. Like even Pokemon tournament, like it's more about me liking Pokemon than me liking the fighting game of it. And it's super accessible because most of the stuff's just a quarter circle, you know, and it's quarter circle forward or quarter circle back. Like it's not, and all the characters have very similar. Um, controls now how you use those controls are different right it's just super accessible but then you can see you watch the high caliber players and you see okay well there are combos and these frame perfect mechanics and what what makes you know the fighting game community the competitive community that it is those things still exist on top of these very easily accessible controls so and then and, and of course with the way the story modes laid out and with the way that the game looks even on the switch even I've yet to play this game docked on my switch I've played it all handheld and like the game looks great they ported it well everything it, it's over the top and it was it was so it got me so into Dragon Ball as a concept that I actually I, I've started watching the the animated series because yeah, no, jeez. I know, I know. Come on. I know. I'm 80 episodes deep at this point since Black Friday. So, it's it's I think it's the clear winner because when you think of the fighting game tournament of the year, this is the only game that comes to mind. Yeah, and when you like I picked it up on the PS4 when it first came out and that was because when I saw the E3 what two E3s ago yep. now, it was uh competing against what we all thought was going to be the show, you know, the the fighting game of the show which was uh Marvel's Capcom Infinite. And by the end of E3, Marvelous Capcom was was just pushed to the side because this game blew everyone away. The visuals were what caught me. I love the cell shaded. Just it looked, it was awesome. And the special effects, that the power up moves and everything. I was like, yep, I don't know anything about Dragon Ball, but I'm buying this game day one. And I think the interesting part of it is that if you look at who actually worked on this game, you have Arc Systems, Arc System uh, Works and Bandai Namco Entertainment. So your um, your Blaze Blue is Arc System, and your Soul Calibur is Bandai Namco Entertainment. And when you combine those together with an IP that is just as famous as it is, um, you, you took the best of both worlds. You created something super special. And yeah, it has dominated EVO. It dominated E3. And you know it's not looking at like it's slowing down anytime soon. Dragon Ball Fighter Z easily fighting game of the year. I'm moving on to a category that I want to talk to Test about. It is best family game. This is an interesting <laughs> category, uh, and it is run by Nintendo, and that's the reason I want to talk to Test about it. Uh, the category, you know, in the category best family game, we have Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink: The Battle for Atlas. And Super Mario Party. So uh, three of these are Nintendo first-party uh, games, and the other two are still games that are available on the Nintendo Switch platform. So, Test, first off, what do you think about these nominees? I mean, it's if you think about the games that came out this year and the games that you think of came out in 2018, there's not a lot of titles that you go, this is a family game. This is a game I'm playing with everybody. So, um, Starlink Battle for Atlas, I had no idea there was a, there was a, a, a multiplayer mode. So I'll admit to right off the bat, I was thinking about buying this game today because it's already on sale for half off everywhere. So, I don't know if you take that as a sign, but... Um, you know what it is what it is overcooked 2 once again like I heard about overcooked 1 by anybody who had ever played it ever when that game came out because it was so much fun and you had to play it I haven't heard anybody say anything about overcooked 2 good point so I, I think it's it's probably it's it's, it's got to be great but it's just you know 
it's a it's it's probably a shadow of what it was. It could be better, but I don't know because no one's talking about it. Mario Tennis Aces. I know it, it was plagued by some uh, multiplayer, some online nonsense early on that I think they're trying to iron out. Um, it was a game on my li- things to buy in 2018, but as we get closer to launch date, it it just fell off the list, and I had no interest in buying it. I don't know what it was. Um, the demo actually unsold me on it, but I can imagine sitting around with friends and couch playing it. It's probably fun. There's something interesting about Mario Tennis Aces. One of my favorite games ever, maybe top 10 favorite games ever made, is Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64. Myself and my wife play a ton of it. Uh, If you go through people that I'm friends with that have known me for a decade, odds are you've sat down for four hour, a four hour chunk and played Mario Tennis on the N64 with me. I know I have. It's it's top five favorite N64 games. I love Mario Tennis. I played the I played the beta, the demo for this, and was just kind of like, it's Mario Tennis, but it's not quite what I want it to be. So it, it is interesting. You didn't buy it. I consider myself a Mario Tennis fan because of the N64 area. I didn't buy it. My wife didn't strong arm me into buying it. So there's something about this game that fell short with uh, Nintendo fans and Mario Tennis fans. Yeah, and then you've got, um, you know, Nintendo Labo, which I think would be awesome if it wins because it brought a level of interactivity with the family that has not been done in video games. It's very different because it's it's not it's not all digital, right? You know, for those of you unfamiliar, which if you're listening to the show, I can't imagine you are. You know, there's real life cardboard, corrugated cardboard that you're building a lot of the peripherals for the game or even the controls. It's not even a peripheral. It's how you control the game, how you play the piano, how you activate the robot, right? So that's created for the people that bought into Labo. I'm imagining it created a family experience that no other video game has ever done because it's going about it in a way that no other family video game has ever done. So I'd love to see Labo or win just because they did something different and you know it didn't sell great and you can normally can buy them like two for a hundred everywhere as opposed to 70 or 80 bucks a piece so they're struggling for sales but i think nintendo took a wild leap with labo and they didn't completely fall on their face you yeah. know they stumbled they're probably crawling right now because you know it's not what it, it's not what they probably hoped that it would have become but they didn't fall on their face for doing something wildly and inventive so good on them it'd be nice to see them pick up this for that do you have something about labo no. Okay, but the the one I think is going to win, um, and I think it's the one that's about the least amount of time, is Super Mario Party. So after the really, really, really bad Mario Party that came out for Wii U, oh where it was God. everybody playing versus Bowser, and Bowser was on the Wii U gamepad, and it, it made for some cool, unique video games, because you know some people are using regular controllers or the Wiimotes and whatnot, and the other person's using the gamepad where they have another screen. So it, it, the mini games were very, very cool and inventive, but it wasn't Mario Party. It was you, you know, three of you on a cart going around the map together. So so this was a return to form. They did some things like different dice for different characters, um, a lot of mini games, a lot of fun with the motion control. None of it feels forced, and all of it feels pretty intuitive. Um, they did a great bundle, which probably put Mario Party in the hands of of thousands of people that would have normally not bought it because you pretty much got a pair of Joy-Con with it for forty bucks. You know, a forty dollar upcharge. So I can see Super Mario Party winning. I'm upset that in the majority of these categories. Um, I think there might only be one other category, and I didn't look through all of them, that even have a Nintendo first-party game in it. Let's talk about that. Let's break that down a little bit. So 
if we would have looked at the 2017 Game Awards, there was at least two games that were legitimate contenders for Game of the Year that were Nintendo titles. And I'm talking about Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda, and Super Mario Odyssey. And then, of course, Breath of the Wild cleaned up a lot of Game Awards. You know, obviously, we're talking about the what used to be the Spike TV Game Awards. Yeah. Now it's just the Game Awards. Um, and and it, it picked up, Breath of the Wild picked up the winner that was a winner last year, but then across all sorts of different media outlets and all their, everybody's own individual Game Awards. You know, I don't know if it won the GameZilla Game Awards because some people were pushing real hard for Horizon Zero. No, I'm pretty sure it won because to me, Breath of the Wild is one of the best games I've ever played my entire life. Right. I'm pretty sure if we went back and reviewed, uh, I think I think it was the winner last year. But so so now we look at this year, right? But if you look at the first party titles that have come out since the uh, cutoff date last year, that aren't remakes, that aren't remasters, that aren't you know re-releases, you've got legitimately Mario Party, Mario Tennis. You've got the new Kirby game. You had Octopath Traveler. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 would fit in there. And I want to say, if I'm missing something, it's not something that was super significant or else I'd be thinking about it. Like, yes, we had the Bayonetta 1-2 combo pack come out. We had Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze re-release. But those those shouldn't... I think I don't think they should count. I don't even think they should be part of the, the conversation. Cap- you had Captain Toad re-released. Captain Toad's re-released. You know, you it was a-, a good year of Nintendo games. But it was in 2017 where we had two contenders. Well, and it's not 2017 because the cutoff date for this Game Awards is November 16th of this year. And unfortunately, for well, maybe unfortunately for Nintendo, their banger, one of their bangers came out November 17th in Pokemon Let's Go. And the other one comes out November 7th in Super Smash Brothers. So I'm sure we'll see Super Smash Brothers December, next year. December 7th. Did I say when I said yeah. November? You said November, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So December, I'm sorry. This Friday. So, um... It, it upsets me that, you know, I, I played a ton of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I mean, I think aside from Breath of the Wild, that's the game that I've put more time in into the Switch. And it did come out with uh, Torna, the DLC, which was a standalone title and was a very good standalone title that also came out this year. Not not at the end of last year outside of the 2017 Game Awards, but realistically came out middle of this year. And it's awesome. It's really, really fun. Octopath Traveler, though it's not my game because it's a little bit more of the grindy RPG type of game, the, the combat system and, and the the graphics and, and the, just the entire uh, atmosphere of the game is awesome. The problem is, is I just don't think the Game Awards has any place for a JRPG in their top 10. It's it's super enjoyed by me, right? There's a lot of people in our community that are into JRPGs, but I'd say there's more people in the community that saw Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and goes, that game looks way too anime for me, looks way too weebish for me. I'm not trying to play that, you know? Um, I just don't think that that those real get at them over the top test. How would you feel if I told you that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 did not even make the Game Awards top RPG nominations? Yeah, and I was looking at that because that's the when I said that there's only one other game that makes it in there, I saw that Octopath was in there. That it's real upsetting because I think all things considered, like yes, Octopath Traveler is that 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 game that Final Fantasy VI players loved. It's the one they've always wanted. Or nine, whatever, whatever Square never gave some, never gave them a sequel to. It's that game. It's it's great and it's, it's pixely and. 
but Xenoblade Chronicles is, oh, I feel like a lot more fun, a lot better story. I mean, you're talking about Octopath Traveler, where you've got eight stories that don't connect unless you do a million things, and then you level up, and then you go to this this dungeon, and then you do this boss fight, then you get a, a little monologue that ties all eight stories together. That's stupid. That's not a story. I have never been more invested in the characters of a Nintendo first-party game as I was with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I wanted to know what happened to everybody I came across in that hour of 100 hours of gameplay. So to not even see it in, in role-playing games disappointed, to not see, I think it would have been, if it would have snuck out last year before the Game Awards, I think we would have seen it alongside Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. You had Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade Chronicles, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I think there was one other one that was... Um, a clear like should have been on that list I think it would have been up there it's a really good game so Nintendo I get it you know you, you didn't do it this year we know next year is gonna have probably not Pokemon let's go but probably Super Smash Bros which won't win because a party fighter is not, not gonna have a chance without a nice solid story to it um, but you know we might have Bayonetta 3 we hopefully we'll have Metroid Prime 4 you know like uh, Nintendo I hope you play better next year I get that this was more of a uh, fill in the blank year while you're really boosting the ranks for next year but um, yeah I mean I, I can say I'm disappointed but Nintendo didn't put out anything this year that I think was Breath of the Wild or Super Mario Odyssey yeah for sure let's uh, let's shoot through the last two categories that I want to cover here on uh, on our little uh, Game Awards uh, predictions special here on the GameZilla podcast. Uh, Grim, let's talk about best multiplayer game, mm. mostly because the first nominee is your favorite game mm. of all time, Call of Duty <laughs> oh, Black Ops 4. I thought you were going to say Sea of Thieves. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is not my favorite game of all time. I, I, Grim my got second a, favorite. Grim, <laughs> Grim's going to get a Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Super Metroid, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, in best multiplayer game, the nominees are Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny, for, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, and of course, Sea of Thieves. Grim, what <laughs> and why do you think deserves to win the award? I mean, I think, unfortunately, uh, you're going to watch Fortnite walk away with this one easy. And, uh, you know, I, as much as I like Call of Duty Black Ops 4, it, it's already slowed down a lot within the streaming world and everything. I, I enjoy it, but it's not it's not any competitor to Fortnite uh, by any means. Monster Hunter World is, in again, another interesting um, spot for it, which I thought was nice. Destiny 2, get out of here! You you don't you don't need to be in the video game awards this year. You don't deserve That's it. That's the goat. That's your game. Yeah, you don't deserve it. You, you bought all the DLC. Getting, You're a Destiny 2 guy. Yeah, you should not be in, um, welcome to any awards, no matter how much money Grimlock <laughs> has spent on you. Uh, and then my last one, Sea of Thieves. This is a tough one. Like I know, again, probably doesn't belong for an award. Sea of Thieves, real rough start this year. One of your only Xbox exclusives that like uh, came out this year that was like kind of super big. It was Rare's big come, you know, big release in such a long time, and. Uh, they've done a lot to improve on it. They've added a lot to the game. It's kind of that, in less of a train wreck, it's kind of that uh, No Man's Sky effect where there wasn't a whole lot to do in the game, and now they're slowly uh, putting adding stuff to it. And I have gone back to this game, and it is fun. From a multiplayer stamp standpoint, it is a very unique game in that sandbox feel of do whatever you want and, and really 
kind of make the game what you want out of it versus some of these other ones where it's like Fortnite. You know, you're, it's a battle royale. You're just trying to win. Um, you know, Call of Duty, you got a couple options with zombies or battle royale or multiplayer. Destiny 2, it's just broken and stupid. And then, you know, um, Monster Hunter World is a cooperative, fun game where a bunch of you can just team up and go hunt and and so that's why I think it's a unique one. It's it's one of the only ones that doesn't involve competitive gameplay in it. Instead, it's cooperative gameplay only, and against some you know some crazy creatures that that you're hunting down. But Fortnite's gonna win. I mean, if it didn't win, it would be a huge surprise to me. I honestly would love to see a Monster Hunter World or a Sea of Thieves win, but those they're long stretch. I think you're right on that one. Now, this last one I prepped out thinking that our, our friend Jazzy Fiddle was going to be here. But Black Ops 4, the go. Black Ops 4, we're Call of Duty boys. Uh, boots on the ground, boots on the ground. Boots on the, boots ground. On the ground. Let me get the screen up to give the horns because we're <laughs> Call of Duty boys. We didn't sell out by making fun of Call of Duty for like five years <laughs> and then just bought into it nah, super nah, hard. Nah. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lastly, again, I thought Jazzy was going to be here, so I planned this out. Uh, last category we're going to cover for our predictions for the 2018 Game Awards. Best eSports game, CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. Grim, just what do you th- what do you think the, the biggest eSports game of 2018 is? Uh, that's uh, that's a tough one. I mean, Fortnite again is going to be thought of, but Fortnite had such a rough year when it comes to esports. At that, least like first party epic sponsored events. We're, we're a know. disaster. Uh, where League of Legends uh, set set records once again, moving into its what uh, seventh season. Eighth season, uh, seventh season, I believe. Um, but I mean, the fact that you broke broke world world records again uh, definitely puts you in contention. Overwatch, I just don't have, I just don't believe in Overwatch League. I I don't know. I'm no, I know there's fans out there, but I have never met a single one of them. So Dota two, you're just you're just you're nothing. And CS:GO, you've been you've been left behind in the in the dust by by uh, you know Fortnite and everything else that's going on around Battle Royale. So, I think it's going to be a slugfest between Fortnite and League of Legends. You know, I think again Fortnite could see itself really kind of racking up the awards. I would like to see it go to League. I thought this year's Worlds was one of the most um, interesting league that we've seen where it was just the meta kind of evolved and changed to the point where the favorite, uh, you know, you're, the the Koreans who were the favorite to win everything almost every year, all, all bowed out like the first round, and it was just it was crazy. You had North America still in it. You had Europe going for it. Uh, you know, all all sorts of uh, you know, Chinese com- uh, um, teams that were still in still in there, and it just made for really fun, interesting, and unique. Where you went into a game and you'd watch these characters get picked, you'd watch this meta form that didn't exist before that match, and it changed like by the by the match, uh, which just doesn't happen. You're used to seeing one thing win it all for you. Um, so yeah, it it was a uh, it was a good time. It was an up and down season for sure. Fortnite. To me, it, it's just 
it's the same thing, you know. And so from the competitive standpoint, when I watch Ninja or I, when I watch any of the other players, it gets to that point where I can't watch them anymore because it's just it's the same thing. And, and so that meta change comes down to like, oh, yeah, they nerfed this gun and they buffed this gun, so I'm going to carry a different gun versus, you know, a game like League or even if we wanted to look at stuff like Dota or, or um, I mean, Overwatch is kind of the same thing. Um, but, yeah, like League and, and Dota where it, the whole game will change throughout the season, and that's that to me is interesting because you'll watch a pro player go from being a scrub to be in like the best at his position because of that adjust because of that change and that's interesting to me. All right, well that has been our cover. And test, test. What do you have to say? Well, you I, have something I, so, to say. So I want, I want to do one quick. Do we think you, you mentioned him? Do we think Ninja's a, a clear cut for content creator of the year? So I mean, you've got Doctor Lupo, got, no, Myth, it's, it's got to be Willy Ninja. Rex, Pokemon, and Ninja. Yeah, nin, Ninja's gonna or, run. They call it, people say Pokemane. Ninja Pokemon. will run away with it this year. Yeah. Cool. And then I just wanted to say before we get off, is there, so in previous years, it's actually becoming much more popular that that companies will use the Game Awards to uh, launch something, debut something. I think we saw the the Breath of the Wild. Um, um, yeah, the the ballad of the of the whatever champions champions yep. ballad yep. come out last year. So I want to share with you three things I think is going to come out that's going to happen this year, and then uh, you guys can participate or not. One, I think we're going to see a actual trailer for Bayonetta three because there's been some activity on Amazon's Bayonetta three page with like prices changing a little bit. Like I think we're going to see it, and I think that game's going to come out before E three next year. That's going to be a, a March Ooh. a March or April release. That, that that's a that's a hot call out. Yeah, yeah, because we don't know a lot that's coming out earlier. So let's give us a new Bayonetta game before E three. I'm thinking a March release. That's prediction one. Prediction two. We're going to get some sort of a mini teaser gameplay CGI something from metroid prime 4 just something just pretty much like hey this is a reminder we're still doing this look tune into e3 buy your switches play your smash tune into e3 next year this is even if it's just samus walking out on you see the ship come up and samus just looking there with her you know and it's oh my god they're they're actually working on metroid prime 4 my last prediction which i'm willing to put money on so the thing starts at nine o'clock eastern time i bet you that nintendo does something crazy and at midnight they launch smash <laughs> you know, test. You're gonna put money down on that. You know what? I'm not gonna take you up on that bet because I think you're correct. I think you've done enough of the knowing of when games launch to be correct on that prediction. So you guys can watch the Game Awards almost everywhere. Um, you, you can if you want to watch it with us. I know uh, Twitch.tv/slash/Grimlock. Grim underscore the dino. Grimlock. Grimlock it's underscore Grimlock's the dino. Gotcha. Yeah. Grimlock yeah. underscore the change. underscore dino. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just or, search Grimlock the dino and you'll find right. me. Or twitch.tv slash testonomics. I think we're both going to be watching it kind of on our own. You can come watch it with either one of us. Um, My nipples will be exposed, so you probably want to watch me. Okay, then his his stream's going to get shut down for showing nipples. Then so you go to, then, then you just then come right just to host, Yeah, I'll auto-host him after that. Um, do you guys have any predictions at all? I I, I do believe that uh, we'll see something for Metroid here. The, the rumors had been, had been kind of floating around. And, and I'm I'm ready to see however basic it is I'm ready to see something more than just a logo with a, with the sound effect so um, yeah uh, just an image of Samus just like coming out like you know coming out of her ship and like the gun charging up and maybe just a pan on, on a planet that she's gonna head towards or something like that would be 
it'd be everything to me. So I don't need gameplay. I just need just a uh, just a brief update. Just a brief update. Just a just feed me that little treat, and I'll keep I'll keep waiting. I don't want to ruin Grim's day because I'm never wrong. I'm the most right person on this podcast. <laughs> there is a zero percent chance we see anything Metroid related. Well, I disagree. At the Game Awards, it's not going to happen. I disagree. Okay, we'll see Samus and Smash Brothers. That's the only thing we'd possibly see, and we're going to see it in uh, just some sort of commercial trying to sell Smash to more people. Not going to happen. So don't get don't get your your erection all ready to go for for. Prime 4, that's being saved for E3, for... Well, yes, the big reveal with gameplay and everything will be E3. They're going to give us a little teaser. There'll be nothing Metroid Prime 4 related. I disagree with you for this one reason, is that they have not used E3. They didn't use... I mean, it was by E3, but they announced Smash before E3. I mean, they geared E3 around showing off Smash, but they didn't need... They didn't need E3 to be the announcement of Smash, so... (laughs) I you could it could be as simple as a brief uh, a brief teaser, and we could see it in February on a direct. It doesn't have to like oh, Nintendo but- has proven, and and now everyone is following them. They have proven you do not need the platform of E3 to make an announcement. And Sony won't even be there next year. Xbox has made their own show. Nintendo and with with what they've done with Nintendo Direct has proven that E3 is a dead platform that yes, they're going to use while it's here, but it is not what it used to be. I am happy. I agree with you. I'm, but I'm also happy to make a wager that there will be nothing Metroid Prime 4 related at What's the Game the wager? You Name it. Name well, it. Are we going to specifically call it Metroid Prime 4 if they change it to Metroid Unleashed or something? We're saying a new Metroid game. New Metroid game. I don't need to be that specific, okay. but uh, name some sort of reasonable wage. Perfect. If there is a Metroid Prime 4 or Metroid content, then you get to come over, and we're gonna we'll throw it up on the on the stream. We're gonna have you uh, join the boys. Then you're gonna be playing some Black Ops Four oh, God, with the no. boys. Oh God, no! Okay, okay, God, no! Okay, I'm in, I'm in because I'm right. There's no way we're gonna see anything Metroid Prime Four related. What are you, what are you gonna have to do? I don't know. You have to figure that one out. Mm, mm. I, I had the good one lined up because you've just been dogging me all day. So I figured, yeah, we'll just get you on with uh, with the Five Mile Rick and the Sci-Fi AJ, and you have to be running some, uh, some COD. We have to stream from <laughs> your home two hours <laughs> of bad games that I bring over and force you to play. Oh, but that's all you own are bad games. Two hours. You don't even own bad games. You own god-awful so games. So it's two hours of Call of Duty on stream versus yep. two hours oh, of, of whatever bad I'm, games on I'll stream. bring my Retron over and bring oh, really bad games. there's a shake. There's a shake. Happening. Now. There will be no Metroid Prime 4 announcement or Metro- <laughs> new Metroid game announcement for the Switch. Oh, man, I'm excited man, now. This, this just made the video game awards a thousand times more interesting. <laughs> I'm going to bring some straight <laughs> diarrhea yeah, that you're know. gonna you're gonna play on stream <laughs> and our fans of this show are gonna watch can, you suffer i can already call it it's gonna be his retron with with johnny mosley's downhill skiing in it for the gba you're gonna play both <laughs> copies of my tarzan game at the same time <laughs> Oh, boy. But that's our coverage, uh, our predictions for the Game Awards 2018. I just want to tell everybody that uh, the Game Awards, you can vote on these topics. So if you go to thegameawards.com, you can click on it and you can vote for your favorites right now. Um, so, yeah, get in there and, and try to try to pick your favorites.
that's our coverage of the Game Awards 2018. I'm not I'm not going to let Tess chime in with anything because I've already stopped multiple times after making the closeout of that's our coverage of the Game Awards 2018. Oh, oh, but. But I'm going to mute Grim because <laughs> if you want to have these conversations with us, tell us about your predictions, about why we're right, why we're wrong, or why Fallout 6, 76 is an awful game despite the fact that you've never played it at all, get into the GameZilla Media Chat in the game, excuse me, the GameZilla podcast chat in the GameZilla Media Discord. So head over to GameZillaMedia.com. We have a Discord channel you can join. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, what the hell is Discord? It's just an app that allows you to join different chat servers. You can hop in and chat. We have, I don't know, we have a straight up hundred different channels to talk about dumb stuff. So if you want to talk well, about- We have re- five good channels though. You want to talk about wrestling? We have a WWE and MMA channel. You want to talk about retro games? We have the Legend of Retro channel. You want to talk about this show and things happening involving the games of the podcast? We have a channel for that. You want to talk about collecting Funko Pop vinyls? You want to talk about flushing your money down the toilet we have a channel for that <laughs> uh, you want to talk about gaming deals we have a, a channel to help you save money test w- pitch another channel what other channel do we have man we got a lot of channels if you want to come in and talk about dragon ball z with me nope, we nope, have nope. an anime and some nope. anime you, tv you and movies i should have never let you pitch the anime if, and if TV. you want to come and talk about dragon ball z in a printed form we got a comics comics and manga channel we got a lot going on it's the gamezilla media discord there's another cool section in there though is that for all of our streamers right so if you if you enjoy watching the face of switch on twitch you can actually go to his channel and talk to the face of switch about his stream about the content and maybe even help influence what might happen on the stream moving forward yeah it's the games of the media discord download the discord app from the google play or it's android boots on store the today. it is it is way more boots on the ground than call of dildos <laughs> is um <laughs> you're just jealous that we're gonna i'm gonna win and you're gonna have to play this game listen <laughs> hey guess what there's a straight up zero percent chance i'm gonna play call of duty 4 with you and the boys you're going to play the garbage i bring i might buy new awful games because you're gonna have to play them on stream because I look forward to we'll it. That means I'm making you spend money and yeah, I'm okay we'll with that. We all know I'm cheap, but guess what? I will spend money to make you suffer. Maybe I'll just break both my arms when I lose this bet. <laughs> guess what? You better be playing with your tongue using your own damn controllers. <laughs> but join the Games of the Media Discord. This show has already gone long, but I know we want to get into a must or bust segment. So let's talk about some video games that are coming out. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust? All right, real quick, muster bust this week. Nothing really big coming out. Nothing, Nothing. to be excited about. Zero, except for Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom for Nintendo it's Switch. And the spiritual sequel to Wonder Boy. Mm, maybe it was stupid. Uh, just Cause Four is coming out in four different SKUs. You got the uh, the Game <laughs> One Edition, the Gold Edition, the Deluxe Digital Edition, and then the, just the regular edition. PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, if you're a Just Cause fan. There you go. Uh, besides that, flipping through, you got Persona Dancing Endless Night Collection for the PS4. Uh, this actually says for the PS4, the PS4, and the PS4 three times. But really, it's the PS4, the Vita, and... Um, what, the Vita? Yeah, it's actually got Vita support. Oh, man. Yeah, it's coming back. What? 9,000? It's coming back. Stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice uh, Physical Edition is coming out December 4th for the PS4, Xbox One. Bust. The uh, Sub- Subnautica is coming out for Xbox One and PS4, which was a big game on Steam. How about Sub not going to buy that? And it is coming back on, or it's coming over to the consoles now. Uh, and then the uh, big game. Wait, you forgot about the stupid rolling game. That you don't know how to pronounce. Did I pass that already? Okay. I don't think I'm there yet. Katamari. I'm not there yet. It's, it's Katamari um, Reroll. I'm oh. just going to skip the word in between that. Yeah. So yeah, Katamari. Uh, coming out December 7th for Nintendo Switch. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Stop. <laughs> what is with you today? You're talking about, you're talking about power levels and you're quoting Limbiscuit. I'm going to mute your mic. I don't know what power levels are. <laughs> Uh, and then, okay, so Katamari is coming out on the Switch. We have Hello Neighbors next um, version, the Hide and Seek, which is like the multiplayer version. Stupid. Uh, coming on PS4, Nintendo Switch, Hello and Neighbor's Xbox cool. One. Yeah, Hello Neighbor was pretty See weird. you later, neighbor, next. Uh, and then the only other thing I can think of is definitely Sega Genesis Classics for the Nintendo Switch. And, of course... Sega Genesis, it's got Alter Beast, it's got Sonic, it's got... Fantasy, Fantasy Zone. Star. Oh, no, it Fantasy probably Star. has Fantasy Star also. I think that's separate. Shit. What? Yeah, they're not bundling that in. Well, screw it. It comes out next week. F that game. It comes out the week after this. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. But let's not forget the big game coming out on the PS4. Player Unknown Battlegrounds, baby. Yeah. Oh, yes, right. Damn. The original boots on the ground. If you thought the button controls were fucked up on the Xbox, <laughs> just wait because it's coming to Sony. Winner, winner. <laughs> I've been waiting to find a battle royale game I can get into. It's Black Ops Four, baby. No, because I'm when not you a lose Fortnite that guy. Because I don't like building little wooden walls like an idiot. I'm a PUBG guy, even though I've never played the game once. I'm I'm gonna get PUBG. I'm okay. just kidding. That's a straight we're line. Just, we're just going to move on to the real announcement. December 7th for the Nintendo Switch Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's what we all care about coming out this week. Because it's the only Metroid we're going to see at the game after the Game Awards. <laughs> you are 100% right. That's the only Samus we're seeing at the Game of the Awards. Lies. Lies, my friend. I hope your thumbs are ready to shoot some uh, Knees some weak, arms bros. are heavy. But yeah. Got so. mom spaghetti on my sweater, bitch. Bitch. All right, well, that has been that has been your muster bust this week. You can always uh, hop into this uh, every week, and we will let you know what's coming out, uh, what uh, we're excited about, and what's probably a joke to us. But speaking about Smash Brothers, yeah, we've got it's finally here. It's been months in the making. The Gamezilla Media Gamezilla Gives Back Charity Stream. If you're listening to this the week it comes out, it is this Saturday, December eighth, from noon Eastern Standard Time to midnight. If you want to come out, watch the team. It's not just going to be the team. It's the team. It's the surrounding community. It's my friends. We're all coming to play Smash Brothers together for a 12-hour stream to help benefit our campaign for gamers outreach. We are really, we've just started our second cart looking for $3,500 to build a second cart to uh, to donate to the Children's Hospital. So thanks to a couple in- incredibly generous contributors, we did get our first card out of the way, but we've got plenty of time left, and this stream has been a long time coming. So check out 
twitch.tv slash testonomics, which you can find me on the GameZilla Media Twitch. You can find me on GameZillaMedia.com because that's where it's all going to be going down from noon to midnight. And uh, even if uh, even if we, we don't expect everyone to want to come out and donate, but even if you're just coming out and watching us will help us climb the ranks on Twitch the day after Smash Brothers comes out to get more people watching us stream. So if you want to see, it's the enti- it's the entire GameZilla Media stream team and about, I don't know, it's like 25, 30 people that are be coming through for the day. So even if you even if you just want to come in and chat with some of your favorite members of GameZilla Media or the surrounding community, come in. The chat's going to be lit. Everyone's going to be having a good time. 12 hours of Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, we just, again, thank you to everyone that's contributed to the charity so far. And I think uh, from Test and I, the one thing we really wanted to tell you is we just want to keep it rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Keep it rolling, rolling. <laughs> now we... You know y'all be loving this cart right here. GZM at my house is right there. People in my house, put your hands in the air because if you're going to play Smash, then I'm going to play Smash. It did. A, it took a great deal of self-control and personal <laughs> maturity for me not to mute both of you yep. after that. This is a... Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. This is it's, a No Limp Biscuit podcast. Oh no, they're all muted. This it's is rolling, rolling, This rolling, is a rolling, No Limp yeah. Biscuit podcast because Limp Biscuit is barely a band. So what you're saying it's it's my way or the highway? My okay. Way. My way. Uh, listen, the highway. Listen, 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 my way. Someday you'll see things <laughs> that, that I did it all I for swear. the Nookie. Okay, Nookie is awful. <laughs> my way's actually okay. I'll at least I'll excuse you on that. Because because the, there's a there's a, a WrestleMania build between Stone Cold and The Rock where they use that song yeah. as the pro- promotional yeah. song. It's actually pretty dope. Never know, and never know, and I, I messed my way a little bit when I was a young kid. I'm not going to deny it. Nookie is stupid. Break stuff is stupid. What about Hot Dog? <laughs> Oh no! What was the one that was chocolate like, flavored? Stupid! No, the one that just says thing. the f word uh, oh, fifty-two yeah, yeah. times. Limp Biscuit is probably the worst band to ever achieve popular status. I definitely had the censored version of that CD as a kid, and that's how I was like, "This the world is the place where everybody's judged by the the face, the mom." Dad, I'm like, man, this song's not. <laughs> this is worse. He said to himself, remember well earlier today when you guys made fun of a different podcast for just trailing off into nonsense at the end? Yeah. We've always done that. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to make sure I got the Wait, charity I plug we're in. We're making fun of ourselves. Yeah, I, oh. Yeah. I, I definitely just wanted to make sure the charity plug got in before we went too far off the rails. And I got it in. Yeah, so now it's, it's now it's just until you can awesome. get a hard rap on the show. All right. Well, here's the hard rap. Thank you for tuning in to episode 236 of the Gamesville Podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. We're everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, please leave us that heart emoji, that five stars. Leave a comment. Show us some love. Let us know. We'll read it back on the uh, on the air, maybe, if uh, Dead Eye thinks it's uh, good enough. So, you know, that that's his call, though. I do a lot of thinking. Patreon.com slash Media. We do this show every week. Gamesilla Media does a lot of shows every week. We do it free to the listeners. The best way you can help support us is go to GamesillaMedia.com and click the Patreon banner or go to Patreon.com slash Media. A couple of bucks gets you able to, uh, the ability to vote on different topics for all the shows and a couple more bucks gets you exclusive content from every one of the shows. So take a look. It's in a book, A Reading Rainbow. That's right. Shout out to Jordy LaForge. Shout out to Reading Rainbow. Shout out to all the other great shows that are on GameZillaMedia.com. Shows like The Legend of Retro, Movie Blast with Bob and Bax, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons. That's it. And you can find it all on GameZillaMedia.com. 
Holla at you, boy. Okay, let's wrap this show up. It's like two hours long. Right. It's by by saying it's like two hours, it is actually two hours. That's, well, that's fine. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, remember everybody, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, keep yeah. rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> You guys, I hate you guys, I hate you guys. Best episode ever.